Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Hello. Hello. I would like to start off by bringing up something that Audra sent me in a text message as soon as we do our introductions. <coughs> I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. Each of us has picked a specific. <laughs> I was like, are we doing it now? Or? No, no. After you we said after the introduction. Yeah. Each of us has a specific movie genre. Mine's horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have this desire to know what Audra said. Go. We pick from movie genres. <laughs> movies that people don't like, but we like them, and blah, blah, blah. Movies You'll like podcast. them after you listen to this movie. It's a this week's podcast. This week. On the podcast. Is John's pick. <laughs> 1994 is a specialist. The specialist. Just, All right. Take it, okay, Carly. <laughs> Damn it, just go. See, this is why you talk things out. You don't spring things on us. She didn't. We've been sitting here for 45 minutes. She didn't say nothing. As soon as we hit the record button, she's like, oh, by the way, I want to change up the format, the way we do things. So Audrey sent me a text message yesterday, and she said, I want to know what you guys think of this list on the podcast. So you know that ranker community thing where they send out lists and you can put things up or down? Yeah, yeah. So she was on there, and she saw the greatest guilty pleasure movies, okay. which right. I've actually seen this list about six months ago. It's changed. Okay. And I had to rank things based on what I thought. But so uh, I thought I would read the top 25. Top and see, 25? And see what All we thought. Yeah, just read the film titles to you. All right, well, and see if you feel like it's what you think. Or would you like me to do less? I could do top 10. Top 10. Top 10, yeah. Uh-huh. 25 of them. We'll agree or disagree. Well, number 25 is Galaxy Quest, which is why I was going to start there. But you makes just, well, that needs to be higher. <laughs> Obviously. And number 21 was Clue. Dog track. Number 18 was Smokey and the Bandit. Love that movie. Number 15 was Spaceballs. That's good. I never saw that. N- number 12 was Con Air. <laughs> She's still, I said top 10. She's still reading All right. <laughs> number 10, Starship Troopers. Yeah. <laughs> Number nine, Alita Battle Angel, which I have not no, seen. I don't see that. Number eight is Point Break. What amazing. Yeah, but is it guilty pleasure? Like, yes. I think these, this it's is an just. Amazing film. Utah, give it two. Exactly. Number seven is Karate Kid, which we all know is too high because fuck the Karate Kid. <sighs> Ralph Macchio sucks. And he's not the real Karate Kid. No. Uh, number six is Ghostbusters. That's a that's guilty, like guilty pleasure. Everybody that's like universally a, loves that movie. Number one comedy of all time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> number five is Armageddon. That's it's amazing. a great movie. Number four is Grease. Yeah. Number I can see that's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, that's a guilty pleasure. It's just a good movie, though. Why is it? Yeah. Number three is Roadhouse. Yes, number two, that's a guilty pleasure. Number two is Dirty Dancing. That's a guilty pleasure. And number one is Independence Day. That's not a guilty pleasure. That movie made like a billion dollars. It's great. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was going to read the top 25, because I don't feel like these... In any way, shape, or form, most of these are not guilty pleasure movies. Like, number oh, 27... She's going to get them all in anyway. <laughs> number 27 is Face Off. Yes, that's a guilty pleasure movie. Uh, but number really 26 well. is Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's just a great movie. Yeah, that's an amazing film. This list... I could see Temple of Doom being a guilty pleasure. No, no. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull would be a guilty pleasure. No, that's, just, that's, a, that's an abortion. Like, you, should not have, you should not like that movie at all. I don't mind it. Crystal Skull? Really? It's not the worst thing I've ever the seen. The beginning of it. Well, it's not Jack Frost, but. Hey. Or Jack I Frost. I watched too. Slither. Slither was great. Uh, 86% critics. <laughs> it's wrong. I don't understand. Anyway, what they were hey, let's talk about. about the movie we're doing this week. This week we're doing the specials, okay? Can you send me that list? Yeah, sure. This came out in 1994. <laughs> Why? You want to rate some things? I want to look at it. 
1994. A former CIA demolition expert, Ray Quick, lives in Miami. His last name's Quick? Yeah. yeah. You didn't realize no, that? No, I never Where he works place. as a hitman, May Monroe, Sharon Stone, contacts, con- contracts, Ray to kill a family of mobsters led by Tom Leone and his son, Tomas, who murdered May's family 20 years ago. And hilarity ensues. I always add that, but... Hilarity? 20 years ago? No, it was 10. It says 20 right here. Well, she was a little oh, no. kid. I guess... She, she, it couldn't have been, because she was supposed to be in her 20s. Well, no, I'm saying... Oh. I'm saying in the movie, I thought she was like 30... No, no. 3-ish. Okay, so she was 30... Is in the trivia. She was 36 when she... At time of filming. Okay. But she was playing a character in their early 20s. Early 20s? Early 20s. Okay. And... Um, the guy, uh, Eric Roberts, is only two years yo- older than her, so he was thir- 38, and he was playing a character <laughs> that yeah. had killed her parents as a child. I mean, we did, we, we, we did She's All That, so we can't really say anything. Everybody's a high schooler that's 45 and I mean, But I would have believed that she was 27 and 7 when she watched her parents die, I but guess. why does she have to be 22? Well, no, I was well, just Well, no, like, I mean, I don't, can't remember what... The, it might have been, like, 23 or 25. I guess it could have been... Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, this movie um, has a budget of $45 million. Really? Yeah. yeah lots, lots of explosions. explosions. A lot of explosions, yeah. And, you know, and they blew it all in Eric Roberts' wardrobe. Mm. Or, uh, or James Wood's ties. <laughs> <laughs> His ties uh, were... It opened to $14.3 million and ended up doing... Uh, I saw it in a theater. Worldwide... 170 million dollars so hmm. it did fine yeah it did you know it was Stallone in the it did fine except for that seven <laughs> percent it's got a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb Voodoo <laughs> is a 3.9 out of 5 hmm. and then there's this Rotten Tomatoes score <laughs> let's get it's, to that show it's we? a 7 <laughs> and what the audience what the audience give it though so uh, not certified fresh 29 I don't, I, don't I know what it is because I have a point <laughs> so specialist got seven percent and audience score twenty nine. Another movie we did got seven percent. Jack Frost uh-huh. and its audience score thirty. Yes, <laughs> but you're Jack Frost in this movie. People actually saw this. Hey, <laughs> like the ma- number of people reviewed for the specialist six million and four. No. Jack Frost six. No, <laughs> specialist numbers. Nah, that's not true. Number I'm... for review for specialists is forty one thousand four hundred eighty nine. Uh-huh. Jack Frost is nine thousand eight hundred eleven. But so still, it's a... <laughs> still. <laughs> so first of all, people who have no idea that Jack Frost is even a fucking movie. <laughs> that's not. That's not my fault. God, I still have to review Jack Frost. I feel like I want to go and see if I can get it up to thirty one. Eight <laughs> percent. It'd be funny. Speaking of reviews, there here's one. Do you have a couple? Mm-hmm. From here's one from Jeff Harris. I have now watched this movie four times, and for me, that's unusual and it's a lot. This is one of Stallone's best performances. The script is perfect for him. Sharon Stone is a target. All attitude and pouting. Something just fell. (laughs) I'm gonna check that out while you read reviews. Equally, the villains cut the mustard and are believable. It's fast-paced, good storyline. Easily one of Stallone's best. Should we pause this? <laughs> yeah. It's a <Nah>. crashing. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, anywho, how about that bad review? <laughs> that was a good, good review. <laughs> that was the good review. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. And here's one from Star 5628. What was that? This is supposed to be believable. 
How am I supposed to believe that Eric Roberts and Sharon Stone are supposed to be 20 years apart when they look like they're about the same? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. And how convenient is it that the guy who Stallone was partners with is the guy who's the, who's working for the family he's contracted to kill? I mean, that's why there's a story. <laughs> you have to allow certain things. Enjoyable? They actually explain that. Not so much. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Here, can I... Yes. <laughs> that was a one out of ten. Stars. I didn't want to make the loud banging noise by going that way. Come on, Chael. Did something hit the house? No. What happened is the windows are open upstairs, oh. and the curtain rod in the curtain over our bed fell out. <laughs> is everybody getting all this? Because there's going to be a quiz later. There's dogs, and it's windy. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. This is one. What did you think going in the lane? Mixed bag of an episode. Um. I thought, I haven't seen this movie, I don't think. Maybe I did. I've forgotten about it. <laughs> but um, I forgot to shut the door all the way. The dogs are back in. Oh. Um, Go on, bus. Boss. Boss. Come on. There's nobody home. We Come might on. as well leave the door open. Um, <laughs> it just shut itself. But, um, one dog in, one but dog But it could out. be good. I was looking forward to it. Okay. Oh, man, if we edited, all this would be gone. But yeah. we don't enjoy it, Audra. <laughs> this episode is going to be a fucking bag of cats. Carly? I thought, I don't think I've ever heard of this. It's another early 90s Stallone movie. It's probably not going to be my cup of tea. I will say, spoiler alert, once we started watching it, I have definitely seen this movie before. I don't remember when or who I was with mm-hmm. or any other circumstances, but I knew this movie <laughs> once it started. Oh, get excited. <laughs> I know this. I was like, <laughs> I know that either, reference. either someone has stolen this storyline or I have seen this movie before. And then I was like, oh, this is going to happen. Oh, that's how this... Oh, yeah, I've definitely seen this movie. <laughs> Tony? I definitely I hadn't. saw this movie in a theater. And I don't. I think I may have seen it one other time since then, and I was kind of itching to watch this maybe six months ago. So this worked out because I wanted to see it again because I hadn't seen it. We were talking about we talked about Stallone movies a few times, and it's come up. It, yeah, he's been on the podcast once or twice. And I was like, fuck, I, I wanted to rewatch this anyway. So mm. Stallone is actually leading the number live action person on screen <laughs> named Sylvester. <laughs> No, every, uh, above everybody. Oh, so check, one person. We didn't check to make sure Welker wasn't in this because there was a cat yowl. But the oh, cat yeah. was played by a cat. So but I that doesn't mean the cat noises were played by a cat. Doesn't mean the cat noises. He's the he's the most reoccurring it. character per, uh, actor we've had. All right, now let me catch up my notes here. <laughs> this was directed. By a lovely actor, director, and my thing is booting up, and why is it giving me Will Smith things? Because <laughs> Tony and I watched Men in Black last night. Oh, he was not. <laughs> That's too bad. Um, Louis Losa, L-L-O-S-A, I don't know how to say that, directed this. He's also known for a little movie called Anaconda. What? Welcome back. Welcome back. Didn't I do that last time, too? Uh, he also did this movie, Crime Zone, Fire on the Amazon. Not a lot of really important stuff here. He does a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Also, in this wonderful opus of a film, is starring this guy you may have heard of, Special Stallone. Go back and listen to a bunch of episodes. He's this is before his face got all lumpy and weird. Although, at one point, Tony goes... It looks like his face melted. It was just one one scene. His lighting on his face was not good. 
his head is so big. I kept staring at his head like, why is your face so giant? <laughs> but uh, we also have a nice uh, James Woods started this movie called. Um, I don't think so. Vampires, which I'm surprised it's coming. Okay, it's in, Tony it's in took the a queue. Tony took a little vampire break. I took a little vampire break. I'm just saying. And, uh, he was also he was Hades in the 1997 cartoon Hercules. Yeah, he was. He was great in that. Yeah, he was in White House Down. Uh, he's, he's been in a, a whole gaggle of shit. He's just great. He's Jimmy Woods. Sharon Stone, which of course we all know from. Total Basic Recall. Instinct. Which I've never seen. And Total never Recall. Never seen Basic Instinct? No. It's I, not uh, bad. I've seen Total Recall, but not for... Mm-hmm. But I don't remember her being in that movie, so couldn't have she been impressive. Don't remember it. Consider this a divorce. Well, yeah, she's... Honey, we're married. He pulls a knife and shoots her. <laughs> um, last person I'm going to mention is uh, uh, Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts is a great actor. He has one of my favorite movies from the 80s, was Best of the Best. He was in that. Which... Your brother was a good fighter. They made a whole shitload of crappy sequels to that. But he yeah. plays a really good bad guy too. He does. He plays in the Dark Knight. He he's was. a welcome back to the pot. No, he's not, because we didn't do Expendables one. Mm. Not yet. I was gonna say he's welcome back to the podcast, but he's not yet. No, we we did do these. No, we did the Expendables two. We did two. So I like, didn't Carly pick that. I told you to pick which one. And I picked two because it was Van Damme. Uh, anyway, so that's that, and that's that. Is that everything? Mm-hmm. Um, let's get started, shall we? The movie opens. Warner Brothers, Jerry Weintraub, Sylvester Stallone, Sharon Stone, James Woods, the specialist. Sprinkle that fairy dust. I'm trying. <laughs> See, for me, it just comes natural. For you, it seems like you have to try so hard to sprinkle that fairy dust. <laughs> anyway, uh, we open with Ray and Ned in there in the jungle somewhere. They don't really say where. Ray's planting bombs, and Ned watches. It's Bogota. Is it? It does. It's Bogota Later in '84. Yeah, it's Bogota. It tells you well, it's Bogota in Maybe 84. I was busy writing notes. And then afterwards... And later, one of them says, it, on that bridge in Bogota, when they're fighting. And then, because after this scene, then we flash to present day, which, if you do the math, is 10 years later. And I said to Tony... Which I did the math. When was present did you day? Did help her? Because <laughs> I had 2020. I said, this movie takes place in the future. No. <laughs> which I looked, because that's what, when I looked to see what year it was, which was 94. Yeah. So it was only 10 years later from, 10 years after Bogota. And this movie. What happened in Bogota? Well, let's talk about it. Ray's planting bombs. Mm-hmm. Ned's watching the target. Then Ray gets back to Ned and pulls his binos out. And he sees there's a kid in the car. He's like, oh, Ned, it's a kid in the car. Got on board. That's like, you're the rigger and I'm the trigger. And he says it all weird like that, too. And he's like, it's my call. She's got to go. And Ray does not like this. He's like, hey, activate the failsafe, you psychopath. And Jimmy gets automatically goes, come on! There isn't one, you son of a bitch! Because Mickey loves you. No, that's not <laughs> Which is weird that there wouldn't be a failsafe when Stallone is the rigger, so he's making the bombs. So you think he would make a failsafe? Well, Ray, the bomb expert, runs to the bombs and instantly forgets how bombs work because he's looking at it and he's trying to play with it. And then he he's runs away. He's looking at those <laughs> empty boxes. <laughs> I was like, that looks like an empty cardboard. <laughs> and he's just like, 
It's plastic explosion, Carly. <laughs> it's probably modeling clay. Uh, fondant. They use fondant. Simtech. Nope, fondant. <laughs> Cake icing. Just when he puts it I know up what fondant there, is. It looks like it's an empty box. That, my, like, question, <laughs> my question is, is after this scene, do they all get together and eat the C4? Because it's Ooh, delicious. It's uh, delicious. I'm not it's a been in the jungle fan. in Bogota. If it's made out of marshmallow, it's really good. When we made, when we did the made it challenge for mm-hmm. my sister's birthday, that stuff was not good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, just as the bomb's about to explode, Ray looks at the, at the car and sees the kid and then jumps and doesn't they say They make eye kid. contact. Mm-hmm. They get, share a moment? <laughs> no, that's not a shared moment. Well, they both looked at each other and they shared a moment as she dies. It's not a shared moment, but it's still a shared moment. So anyway, Ray's in the water now, and he avoids the blast. And wouldn't you know, right where he comes yeah. up on shore, who's standing there holding a gun behind I'm his back? I'm not surprised he avoided the blast. I'm surprised he didn't die <laughs> after jumping off a bridge well, like, over a waterfall. Where the opening credits, you can't like kill off the main character. 50 feet down. Actually, that has been done. Executive decision. American Beauty. American Beauty. I yeah, said to American Tony. American Beauty, uh, Kevin Spacey. Oh, yeah. So, and he's screen. I said, so he's dead in this movie. She was on the front of the poster. There's a bait and switch on us. Mm-hmm. It's like, holy shit. They killed off Drew Barrymore. All right, so just as Ray gets out of the you water. You should do executive decision. Okay. Ned pulls a gun and calls Ray an arrogant man. He told Ray everything he knows. And then he pistol whips him. And just was like, all right, I'm done, and walks away. And you don't turn your back after you beat up Stallone because it's not how many times you get knocked down. It's about how many times you get up. Also, just well, the world ain't all sunshine don't beat up people that are obviously can beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> so then guess what happens? Maybe he didn't know. Stallone beats the bejesus out of Jimmy Woods. Like, yeah, like he's, <laughs> he's sitting on him and he's just punched him in the face and he starts choking him. He's like, I'm going to tell the agency, you're done. And I'm going to be like, well, he's lying because he attacked a superior officer and he thought that he would be, if he told you that I did this, that he would get away with beating me up. I feel like that's not how that would play and out. probably the government wouldn't care if the kid was in the car. No, they definitely wouldn't. If, if they sent any... you down there to blow a guy up and he accidentally kill a kid. They don't care. One kid, sorry, sucks. Yeah, they're not going to give a shit. This is obviously not. It's the less of two evils? Obviously not uh, on the books. Mm. Anyway, so now opening credits to um, Galia's Slip Away. We see a very nice Miami club. This is back to present day, which is 1994. Mm. This was <laughs> present day. Back in 94. <laughs> <laughs> Ray is a, uh, on a very high-tech computer-looking thing. Mm-hmm. And he uses this thing to connect to what's called <laughs> the internet. <laughs> I believe back then it was called the World Wide Web. Yeah. But that was just too many words. Where they just say, don't you mean internet? <laughs> they had uh, settings for clock and calc on it. <laughs> and they had Minesweeper. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Minesweeper. You can still download it to your phone. It's not going it like, to take up much space. I like playing it with the mouse. <laughs> don't you have a laptop? Yes. Yeah, but I don't have a mouse. Oh, well, you could get a mouse, <laughs> and you could download Minesweeper, and then there you go. I solved your problem. Well, he calls May and tells her, I don't want the job. She tries to persuade him and, and uses a bomb. She persuades him because he uses a bomb, and he shapes his charges. And bullets are too personal. Right. 
it's a really weird thing. She wants to hire this guy who does bombs, which is like, just shoot him. And he's like, no, I hear you shape your charges. Yeah, this movie, like, <laughs> as far as the bomb thing, it's just really weird, the whole bomb thing. We watched a trailer that had the trailer dude. Yeah. Tony goes, In is this world. movie being billed as a... What did you say? An erotic explosives movie. <laughs> yes! Yes, it is! When you watch the trailer, it starts out all slow and sexy and dark, and it shows Sharon and okay. Sly dancing together and stuff, and then it switches over to bombs, and I'm like, who's this for? And every once in a while, you pan back Look, to her, like, writhing around. I'm going to bring this up now. I was going to save it for my end, but I'm going to bring it up now, because erotic bombs makes me think of it. So, I don't think this movie fits John's genre. He's got Uh-oh. action adventure. She this called you movie out, son. Does not, there's no adventure in this movie. There is some this is action. An action film. There's <laughs> some action, but not a lot. I would say that this is a sexy, dramatic thriller. Or at least it's. SDT? It, or at least it thinks it is. Did, did someone get an SDT? Yes, this will give you an STD. An SDT. Sexy thriller drama. It thinks it's a sexy dramatic thriller. Is it? Probably not. But it definitely thinks it is. This movie thinks it's so sexy, and I don't know why. So, so Ray's walking around now, mm-hmm. and the cat is following him. Yep. Trigger. And he's, he. Picks up the cat, which makes him the good guy. Yes. Because if you want someone to like you, you save the cat. You want him to hate you, you kick the cat. Right. I was like, no, you kick cat. a dog. Well, kick the cat. So which he, he which, picks up the cat. People. Which like. cats are serial killers? I don't know why they're a um, metric of if you're a good person or not. So he catches his new um, support animal <laughs> and, and gets on the bus with it. Which I was like, they let you bring a cat on the bus? Not in 1994. They didn't didn't have emotional support dogs back then. I I said, I've never gotten on a city bus, which is true. Uh, But I didn't know you could just walk on, not swipe anything, not pay any money, and just sit down with a cat in your lap. I think he's got a pass or something. I I mean, I'm sure he has a bus pass. I'm just like, I just thought that was so weird. Because I'm like, I don't know you can ride the bus with a cat. about the cat for five minutes. Next morning. It's a really beautiful Maine Coon, and I would, it's practically my favorite character. His name's Timer. His real name's Elvis. R.I.P. Mm. Tony was like, you know, the Timer. Dead. Yes, the cat's the name is Timer. Timer. Welcome back to the <laughs> podcast. Carly just put some funk on that welcome yeah. back to the podcast. She's well, he mad, always wants you to know that that cat is, go, you know that those dead, animals right? are dead. <laughs> yes. Welcome back to the podcast, Tony B. Morbid. Was just I'm born. just saying, it's either, either dead or the oldest version of its animal self. <laughs> So either this cat was just born when yeah. the movie came out, and maybe it's the Cats baby. don't usually live and past that's an old 20. old-ass cat now. <laughs> cats don't usually live past 20. Most of them are like 15 to 20 for cats. Yeah, and so that's a Maine Coon. Those are pretty big, so probably more like This 15. cat's been dead. All right, we could stop talking about that. <laughs> Do you want us to have a little funeral? Because <laughs> those crabs are Say our too. favorite things about Timer. <laughs> those crabs are all dead now. Yeah, the ones that James Woods cat. Oh, then, never mind. Um, next STD. morning... <laughs> Ray is stalking May, and he sees that yeah. she goes to her. Yeah, he does. It's creepily, creepily well, stalking her. He's just making sure she's not going to set him up. This is Elijah Wood levels of creepy. The guy, well, <laughs> Stallone's character is creepy in this movie a little bit. He's he's More a bomb a expert. Yeah, he's... he likes to blow people up. No, what makes him creepy is as he's watching her, he listens to phone calls that he has with her. Yeah, he like in the biggest earpiece. <laughs> I was like, dude, and he's you trying to be, all be wearing that in public. <laughs> it looks like one of those 1970s headphones. It's like, yeah. That thing sticks out, man. Yeah. 
People can see that satellite hanging out of your ear, buddy. You would think it would be that more like a Walkman. Sure. Like, all he would need to do is have a Walkman on or yeah, Discman. Discman. Disc- it's yeah, 94. Well, this phone. is where we go over the phone conversation about how May was a small child and she watched her parents get murdered. So, May was a small child. It's going to be May. So she's got to be playing, I would guess, 25 or 26. So 10 years younger than what she really is. So we cut to Ray reading an old newspaper Mm -hmm. and trying to decide whether to do the job or not. And he sees, um, you know, this is the parents' murder thing. Like, he's he's made a dossier, if you will, on the whole situation. He's cutting out newspaper clippings for his creepy stalker board. (laughs) 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 It's the true. secret shrine of May that we don't see. Yeah. yeah. He's Creep City. And she tells him that she's in. she's in. She's getting close. She has an alias and everything. Adrian Hastings. It's like, you're giving this guy way too much information for someone you've never met. Elaine, I'm sure you have something to say. Your, just, your mouth is open, but no words are coming out. She tells him that she's like, she got an alias and she's going to go undercover and she's going to do it herself. And it just is like... Wouldn't he even wonder how she got a fake ID that could stand up against this? Uh, the young crime family. These Cuban drug dealers, I Who assume. Says they're not. No one says they're Cuban. We're not paying them. Bless you. They're We're in Miami. I would assume that they're supposed to be Cuban based on the dad's accent. Which Tony and the son is Anaconda. Yeah. Yeah, it was worse than John Boyd. I said, is this John Boyd from Anaconda again? No, no, he's much better. <laughs> I just... All right. Like, Let me think about it for a minute. <laughs> All right, and we cut to a club where we see Ned is playing... Is, is playing. No, he's just there. He's there with Joe and Thomas Leon. Thomas is the son. They talk about uh, products coming in. Mm. <laughs> but Spice. They, they, never, yeah, they never mention what the product is. But I'm they'll like, get it on the streets. Why don't you just call heroin? We know it's drugs. <laughs> no, it's I was co- thinking it's booger sugar. <laughs> well, I'll just coke maybe. Look, why don't you guys just call it heroin? <laughs> Be ashamed if we showed up for our shipment. <laughs> We're surrounded by cops. Uh, so Nick calls Thomas over, and he wants his money. I brought your the Leon family into the modern times. I computerized your entire operation. Blah 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 blah. I want my money. So Thomas gives him an envelope and says, "Here you go in advance, a token of my family's appreciation." And Ned gets mad. He looks at it and goes, what is this, a tip? I don't work for tips. She works for tips. And a um, waitress walking by and he throws the money at her and it lands on her like her serving tray. And, start, and she's like, starts walking away. And Thomas is giving her the, bitch, come back here. <laughs> <That's my laughs> Takes money. the money off the tray, puts it in his pocket and shoes her away. May arrives looking phenomenal. She looks great. She's flowing. She looks pissed off is what she looks. She always looks Looks like off. she's got the word fuck off tattooed on her forehead. <laughs> she's not approachable at all. And we see uh, Ned dancing with someone. May make sure that Thomas can see her. Orders a drink. Thomas approaches her. It's Tomas. <laughs> it is Tomas. Tommy boy. <laughs> Would you say her. it right? The character's name is Tomas. Right. Anyway, approaches her, and he's smoking a cigar, looking all dapper. Or weird as fuck. You wouldn't like it if I just started calling you Juan. Or Juan Tanameda would be fine. Uh, May sees him and, and there's actually fireworks going on behind them. So they meet for the first time and there's fucking fireworks. This is where the budget was spent, people. Right here. <laughs> the timing. Tomas moves closer. And May asks if there's something that he wants. And he tells her, 
If he wants something, he takes it. Oh, snap. He comes off as quite the asshole. Well. Ladies, would this work on you? <clears throat> He's pretty handsome. In the right circumstance, for... One evening of dancing? Why not? <laughs> I don't think dance is what he's into. Well, it depends kind of on how dirty dance. That's it right. depends on how he acts after he says it. Well, kind of like he does here. He says, "I want to dance," and she says, "Well, what's wrong with the conversation?" And he says later, "I want to dance," and makes her dance with him. And he takes what he wants, and she goes to dance with him. If he's a good dancer and you're having a good time, it's Patrick Swayze and dirty dancing. He's that good. You have the time of your life. You know it all. Him. He's a little more forward with and her than I would be comfortable like with, because he's already <laughs> like feeling up on her legs. And so. uh-huh. <laughs> oh no, that's not yet. That's not yet. No. <laughs> and then he says, "You look beautiful tonight," and he has no frame of reference. Why would you say that? <laughs> we just met. You look beautiful tonight. Because he thinks she looks beautiful that night. And you just be, you look beautiful. Or you are. Or maybe part of the beautifulness is the night. The night that that Miami Heat. <laughs> of the evening. Did you say it, Miami Heat? She, <laughs> she said, said something. The white man in the natural heat? <laughs> or are you referencing the basketball team? Maybe that Miami Heat. The Miami Heat. Made, it, made her extra My sexy. My favorite character is now the Miami the, Heat. The stickiness. <laughs> that that sultry vibe. <laughs> I know who you're so kind. Anyway, so they dance. The heat close. of the night. And Ned watches. He tells her that he will have his driver pick her up and show her his Miami. Heat. You always hear that shit. I'm going to show you my whatever. My This is my Vegas, my New York, my yeah. Miami. Because Florida sucks. <laughs> so we got to show you the good parts. Shout out to Ben. Mm-hmm. All right, so Audra. The actor that plays the dad in this movie played Judd in Oklahoma. Oh, and well, also, Oklahoma with um, okay. the actor that played the dad was in Dr. Shivago. Welcome back to the podcast, Dr. Shivago. Previously chatted about on our episode Must Love Dogs with one of the most Ooh. fake Hollywood jobs ever. Yes. Man who builds custom boats. And, and doesn't then doesn't sell, sell them. them. <laughs> like, they make custom boats for a living and some guy was going to cut it in half put it on the wall. I don't give a shit what you do. Yeah. Give me money. Shit. I'm hungry. A discount if you buy them in, in packs of three. All right. Continue. All right. So now Ray's at home with his cat mm-hmm. and he watches the train and he's like, oop, right on time. And that never comes up again. There is no train in this movie, but he's timing just, the train. He's just got weird. Uh, it's like it should have been like a trigger for like some of the explosions. Of right, a super some, hideout anything. later. They don't make reference. There's not another fucking t- Thomas. The train's not in this. <laughs> Maybe that it's was Tomas one of this. the train. <laughs> Maybe they cut out the rest of that scene. Maybe there's some weird extended scene with this train like all throughout. You never know. So the next day, Ray gets on a bus. And there's some real slime balls on it. And they're in the back acting like assholes. There's a trash can right behind you, Carly. Not class acts like we have in this place. And there's a pregnant lady. So Sloan gets in. He sits down. And he sees a pregnant lady. And she's looking for a seat. There isn't none. So he says, hey, why don't you take my seat? Like any gentleman should do. Or lady. Anybody. If you see somebody pregnant or disabled or elderly, something like that, and your ass is in a chair and they're standing up, get the fuck up. Now that we've covered that. Well, thank you, Miss Manners. <laughs> That is exactly right. It's Juan Manners. <laughs> yeah. They call Juan Manners. So Agent, is, Agent Manners. Yeah. Agent Manners. <laughs> Elaine's favorite character. So I also, got a, least favorite character. Full I, circle. Full circle. I got a snowman. 
podcast listeners, I got a snowman decoration for Christmas, and I'm calling him Agent Manners. Because <laughs> I'm not calling him Jack. Then he'll come alive and, and murder us all. fucking frosty. No. We have one this time. No, he's made of wood. Much like Agent Manners' acting performance in Jack Frost 1. <laughs> Nice. nice. So just as Sloan gets up, some real shithead comes and sits down. He's like... Slides into the seat. He's like, um, that seat's taken. And he goes, fuck you. He says, excuse me? And he says, fuck you. So he turns to pregnant lady, takes off his sunglasses and goes, can you hold these, please? <laughs> Douchey. And then he turns around and he throws the guy out of the chair into the back well, and starts... What? First of all, because I was going to bring this up, and I don't know why... But Stallone always does this. He always pretends like he's not going to hit somebody or hurt somebody, and then he does. He does this in Demolition Man. Does in every movie that he does. He's always like walks up to the person, says something, they say something back, and then he like looks away for a second, and he, it's like he always sneaks. I'm like, you don't need to sneak this dude. <laughs> but he always does it. It's You're gonna for the rest of your life. Yeah, like he looks Close like seconds. he's walking yeah. away and he's gonna say something to the pregnant lady, but then he's like, hold my sunglasses. Yeah. But, but, but so pay attention anytime Stallone fights somebody. He's always going to get a little sneak in. He starts beating the bejesus at this guy. So then naturally his friends jump in. And one of them pulls a knife. And he takes a knife out of his hand. He goes, I hate knives. And then the guy, well, another friend says, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. So then he drop kicks him out of the window. All right. <laughs> so why do these characters that we're told are the good guy. I think she's referencing Always breaking other people's personal Property yeah. or public property or private property. Uh -huh. They're always throwing guys through windows and beating up people in bars. And yeah. it doesn't matter that this guy was douchey to a pregnant lady. You just damage city property. Now the bus has to stop. Tony goes, and <laughs> well, everybody now, lady, you get a seat, but the bus isn't going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we have to file a report like, and we have to get a replacement. The bus was stopped at the train tracks. He should have just thrown them off the bus. He didn't need to throw them out a window and, de and destroy... Pro uh, public property. I'm going to explain to you why this always happens in movies. It looks cool. It doesn't look cool. It <laughs> makes you look like a douchebag. Really? Not the hero. You are not the hero Gotham deserves. You're just a fucking douchebag that doesn't care about how much it costs the bodega <laughs> guy to repair his fruit stand that you just destroyed in your rampage. What bodega guy? One time. There's not a bodega guy. Don't go, well, there's a bodega guy because like, it fits your narrative. What did I watch recently that had that? Men in black. <laughs> they just fucking destroy people's property all the time. Like somebody talks shit to you, so I'm gonna beat them up and in this process destroy half your merchandise. Look, first of all, in Streets of Fire, they're breaking those ketchup bottles. I'm not just talking about Streets of Fire. I'm talking about every fucking movie where I'm told this is the good guy, the defender of the little people. Yet he goes around breaking all their shit. It's not their shit. Someone else's shit. One time, me and a friend of mine, Dave, went to a 7-Eleven late at night to get snacks. Mm -hmm. So you didn't throw somebody through a window, it's going to be a letdown. Then we'll be a letdown. <laughs> and, uh, so we went in and uh, we got some stuff and we got out. As we were walking out, three gentlemen walked in with hoods pulled down Real slime and balls. we're like, hmm, this is interesting. And we jumped in the car. Uh, they walked in, did this circle around the place. Some of them grabbed beer, some of them grabbed Doritos or whatever, and then they just went out the front door. And there was a guy out front cleaning the window, like one of the cashiers cleaning the window and he sees them all run out he snatches the last guy and smashes him through the window <laughs> yes. and, we were, and we were like wow that was awesome but you just got fired <laughs> i don't know what that window costs but it's more than probably you should have spent. Yeah. you're also probably going to get an assault charge yeah, yeah. along with these kids getting charged Sorry. for shoplifting but yeah next time 
you see Dave ask him, he uh we were like, Holy shit, that's that was crazy. Dave just threw this motherfucker. If you wanna right uh, give us a call on the podcast, <laughs> we would love to hear your, your thoughts on this. Five 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 you know Tony's number. <laughs> Our number here is eight six seven five three zero nine. Ask for Jenny. <laughs> so then, call back to Jennifer's body. So after all of this, and the guy gets dropped through the window, he looks at the pregnant lady, takes his glass, and goes, "I believe there's a vacancy." And I swear, brother, clapping. Yeah, they all just sat around like nothing fucking happened. Like there's not a giant window in the back of the bus, or like, that half the here? bus didn't get covered in fucking glass. No, we went out, not in. There's when still break, glass shatters everywhere. No, there's not. When you break out the window, most of the shards go out. So unless you're sitting right there by where the window broke, you're fine. There were people right there. <laughs> there's now glass in my eye. You're I'm not, a passenger on this bus, and there's glass in my eye, and I'm blind because of <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So let's cut the man, Tomas. <laughs> this could be one of those things he re-listens to, and he gets so mad about. It's like you're, because Elaine will go through these whole things and just make up shit in her mind. Like, and then I got glass in my eye. I'm, I, I'm late to work. I have glass in my eye. And now there's a pebble in my shoe. I'm like, that wasn't in the movie, but it could have been. You don't know what happened to these extras. Uh-huh. <laughs> Scarred for life. Stallone is a douchebag when he's filming these movies. He cut scenes with James <clears throat> Woods because he thought James Woods was a better actor than him. No, you said Eric Roberts. Oh, I know, but I reread it and it was actually James Woods. And also he added actor. extra scenes with <laughs> Sharon Stone. They're both better actors than him. And Sharon Stone didn't want to do the shower scene, so he got her drunk. I was going to talk about <gasps> when we got there. Because she was tired of being naked. Her. <laughs> she was tired of being naked. So well, I was. I will tell you. <laughs> just, she did not wear a lot of clothes in this movie. <laughs> she did not. Even when she was wearing clothes. Even in the movie. Not whoa, a lot of clothes. Even in the movie Basic Instinct, where she plays a seductress that kills men and shows her vagina, she's naked more in this movie. <laughs> let's, not, let's keep going because I want to talk about their first date. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so they go on a date. All right. So. This features my favorite pair of shirts <laughs> by so, Tomas and there's May. Some interesting shirts in this movie. <laughs> they both. Have, I'm like, is this the white one? Yes. I like she walks in. It, but doesn't let me talk. She walks in and I'm like, or no, he, you see him first. I'm like, wow, look at that shirt. And then she walks in. And I'm like, look at that shirt. I was like, does it even fully close? And you could tell it was white. She was no, not wearing a bra. She was not wearing a bra. You could tell. You could 100% tell. I was like, John said, John said, I bet she has some double-sided tape in her wardrobe. <laughs> Tony goes, it, well, they are in Miami. I said, I, I know. <laughs> Maybe not white. <laughs> so then they have their order their drinks. And Tomas says, you like spending the day with me? And she's like, yeah. He's like, kiss me. She's like, all right. <laughs> then he's like, I'll be right back. And beats up some dude on their first date. Yeah, <laughs> what the, the fuck? I noticed too. Did she not order a martini? I believe I he know. said, "What's your drink?" And she said, "Martini." No talk of whether it's gin or vodka. Then it comes in like a little tumbler glass, <laughs> like a highball glass what instead of, of a martini. Martini glass? is this? It's a martini. Well, a martini's still a martini, regardless of what shape know. glass. It's just in. odd. You and can drink um, wine out of a children's mug. I, 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 I probably heard. have done it, and then. <laughs> Probably. And then there's just this dude in the bar, and they're like, oh, he's a scumbag. And then they just start hitting him. Though that guy was evidently she, ripping off the business. He took her, yeah. John said this to me earlier, he took her on a thug errand. <laughs> he did. Which is the greatest way to describe this ever. They're supposed to be going on a date, and he just took her on a thug errand. What Well, the he fuck? is showing her 
his Miami. That all checks out. Why would I want to hang out with you ever? No, mm-hmm. I don't want to see your thug, Aaron. I want to pretend you're not a thug so I can convince myself that I love you and that you're a great guy. So when I find out that you're a real thug, it's too late. I'm in too deep. Hasn't this guy ever had a girlfriend before? Probably not. <laughs> he just had, just had bitches. women that he used. Those whores at the brothel. Poor girls. For a second, I thought you pushed a button on here, and I'm like, did she just pause us? <laughs> I'm All right, so we're on our thug, Aaron. So she leaves the, the, the establishment. He chases her out and is like, hey, you don't ever walk out on me. She's like, I just didn't like the scenery. She's like, bitch, I'll kill you. She, she doesn't say that, like, but it's not. Went and bought a pack eye. of cigarettes. And like, walked right past creepy Stallone. <laughs> It's creeping on her, <laughs> sitting there. It looks like she's gonna walk over to him, but no, creeping. she walks right past him, and he's just creeping on her hardcore, Definitely. counting all the freckles on her chest. She's not wrong. One, two, did it. <laughs> so he checks again. Yeah. Apparently, he's a creeper. Oh man. Uh, she apologizes to, to Tomas, and they get in the car together. Cut to Ray, and he's at the bar listening to the tape as he watches her with Tomas. Mm-hmm. Because it's been a minute since we've realized he's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Not since I realized he's creepy. She's dead set on killing him. She explains in her fantasy of killing him, she's standing right in front of him, and she says her name, and then he dies. Ray watches as May and Tomas get into the car. And as Ray walks by, Tomas notices that Ray's watching them. So he's like, oh, fuck this, and gets out of the car. Let me finish, and then you can get on your little rant. And actually, it's pertinent. All right. (laughs) Before this, I just kept thinking, why why haven't they noticed him? He's following her all over the place. You would think that his thugs would pay some sort of attention and be like, dude, this large Italian man is following you all (laughs) over the place. And they never fucking... have anything to do with it. I just, they would give a description, and I would describe Stallone as a large Italian man. And, but you would think that they would fucking notice, he's got the same driver, he's got the same thugs that hang around with him. And you gotta watch out for those And then, as I'm ranting about this, that's when Tomas notices him, (laughs) finally. She says at one point, you've been following me. She knows that he's watching her, but she hasn't figured out. He doesn't, he doesn't, no. She, she knows who he is, but he doesn't know that she knows (laughs) <laughs> but does she know that he knows that she knows that she knows? <laughs> because we don't that know that she knows. are going to become the Messies. <laughs> but see, we don't know yet that she knows who he is, but he doesn't know that right. she knows. Oh, man. So, Tomas hops out of the car and goes, hey, man, you think you know me? No, he goes, hey, man. Hey, man, I'm talking to you. Or, yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> and he comes right up to Stallone and points at him and looks at him, and Stone still looks behind him like, he can't be talking to me, right? <laughs> You're just little dude. <laughs> but one thing that I notice is, you would think Eric Roberts would be smaller than Stallone. He's not that much smaller than Stallone. No, no. I mean, Stallone's a bit wider. But yeah. Almost. Eric Roberts looks taller. Yeah. Eric Roberts is, is, is a larger man, evidently. He's in good And he's shape. like, the way you look at me, we must be old friends. And he's like, you like the bitch? And Stallone looks at her and looks at him. He's like, maybe you like me. And blows him a kiss. And, he, and then Oak's like, no, you can't challenge my sexuality. Well, when Stallone, no, tries, I don't like you. Stallone tries to walk away and Eric Roberts grabs his arm and he turns around. And then he says something and then he tries to walk away and he grabs his arm again. There's a lot of grabbing your arm stopping you from walking away in this movie. There's a lot of unnecessary touching in this movie. No, like, they're all <laughs> groping Sharon Stone left and right. Yeah. Like, sh- 
she looks yes. uncomfortable this whole movie. And spoiler alert, I think she's acting horrifically in this movie. She's so bad, I don't know why people think she's a good actress. But, like, they're manhandling her left and right, just touching her boobies and her legs and her mm-hmm. butt are just, like, all over. And, like, he pulled, this is where he pulled up her skirt. It's gross. She's not <laughs> I agree. So then Sloan says, no, I don't like you. And then he pulls a knife and says, they don't stare so hard. So may put something in your eye. And then he pearl. pulls out the least intimidating knife I've ever seen. It looked like it came out of a bubblegum machine. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's just because we just watched Cobra recently, but I was like, this, I was like, this knife? Really? And what's Looks funny, like the other edge is toenail clippers or something. <laughs> and Stallone looked at this knife and was like, <clears throat> yeah, he's like really? I had a big knife. <laughs> like a knife knife. Yeah. Like Crocodile Dundee said, that's yeah. a knife. Half of my movies have been stabbed with knives bigger than that. But anyway, that's the one Eric Roberts is carrying around. Yeah. It's a stiletto, I think. If you died, I wouldn't even give that knife to my kid. Mm-hmm. Ah, nice 13th warrior reference. <laughs> You're welcome. Pulled out of the prison wall. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Tomas drives away, and they pull up to May's house. May gets out, and Tomas is like, Adrian! Mm. No, she looks like and she, stumbles she over. has been drugged at first. Yeah, she I'm like, is she fucking drunk? Like, Damn! Because <laughs> he forgot her purse, and he gives her a purse, and then he's like, give me a kiss. And they have, like, the most uncomfortable kiss I've ever it seen It seems so drunk. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if maybe they were having a bad filming day and got drunk here, but they both seem so drunk because he's, like, hanging out the window. <laughs> and it just, like, it's it looks like this sentence, like this noise sound. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's quite descriptive. <laughs> that's and this like, is after the Jack Frost kiss. <laughs> And then she like walks away and is like stumbling all over the place, like weaving back and forth. And I was like, did she get that drunk? Is she pretending to be drunk? I was very, I was like, I know that she's doing this so she can get close to him so she can kill him. So I'm trying to figure out why she's acting like this. But well, she goes she's in, just disgusted. She goes into her house and takes off her dress and throws it away. Yep. And then sits down in just her underwear Yep. to have a good cry and a cigarette. Like you do. She doesn't take her shoes off, though. No. She's got a thong. <laughs> she likes those shoes. And her underwear on. Jimmy Just Jesus. a thong and an underwear. Well, well her thong is... This movie thinks it's so sexy. Just her thong and her underwear? <laughs> or I meant just her thong and her shoes. Sorry. <laughs> this movie thinks it's so sexy. That is supposed to be sexy. A woman crying hysterically smoking. That's hot. A woman crying in a thong? But then hot. her phone rings. And it's Creepy Ray. Yeah. And then, <laughs> creepy Ray. And she goes over to the window. Creepy quick. And we can tell, it's, again, that yeah, she doesn't have a Let me just look movie, out my window all naked. She's she wasn't naked. All topless. Let me push my thong. boobs up against the glass. Tony goes, oh, is that her boobie? I was like, this is not the first time we've seen it. <laughs> no, I know, but her boobs are very prominent. I was like, oh, I feel a little dirty. And I guess. Like, perfect. Does she know she's getting filmed? <laughs> like, they're out so much, they're a character. Yeah. Oh, if right. you want to make that your favorite character, I'll allow it. What makes it worse is, not this, is this music, which I think. The primary. It feels like the movie wants to be kind of like noir, but it's porno. Like, it's this weird, jazzy, sultry porno music, and she's all topless and looking out the window for him with her cigarette and it's just so gross and she's like are you close enough to see or to meet and then he and like turns the light off well because the- he, he was in a phone booth by her house spying through the window and she's like can with i see you and he's like oh shit she could probably see me so turns the takes the light bulb out so it gets dark there's a lot of meat talk in this too yeah. you want to meet i don't meet well we gotta meet 
but I don't meet. Like, <laughs> I'm getting kind of hungry. <laughs> it's, it's the perfect movie for eating a Swiss colony beef log. Apparently. Oh! Swiss colony beef log. So anyway. When DJ finally gets around to listening to this next Christmas, he's going to laugh. Well, maybe he'll be eating a Swiss colony beef log when he listens. Mm. Alright, so Ray tells her he's going to do it, but she can never go near them again. Oh yeah, one more thing. This is set up, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Fair enough. This said a lot too. I think everybody says that at one point or another. If you're, tra- if you're lying to me, I'm going to kill you. Lots of threats. And lots of people die in this movie. Because Ray is supposed to be a good guy, but he makes bombs that murder people for a living. <laughs> She's right. not wrong. And he's like, he's like a black market hitman. Right, but he only kills people that are bad. Only, sure. He has a code. With bombs. Yes, you ever remember True Lies? Yeah, but the code is more of a guideline. <laughs> <laughs> remember True Lies when uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is like, just Schwarzenegger, she's like, you ever killed anyone? And he goes, yes. They were all bad. Yes, but Same I believed thing. him. I don't believe Ray Donovan, the <laughs> superstar. It's not Ray Donovan. I don't know why he believes It's a fucking Showtime uh, series. It's Ray Quick. Ray Qu- it's Ray Quick. His last name was Quick. That's what I said. <laughs> Talk about that. <laughs> Because I don't remember him saying quick ever either. They the did. quick and the dead. No. They say at least with once. Sharon Stone. And is- which is another movie where she plays a woman out for revenge against people who killed her parents as a child. Who but she does the killing. Who else is in Quick and the Dead? But at the is end, we, oh, that's Leonardo. Leonardo. Leonardo's in that. Yeah, they that's have like a lot of big names. They have like sex in that movie, I think, and he's like eighteen and she's like one hundred and twelve. Wow, <laughs> she is not one hundred and twelve. It was the right around time this movie came out. She was and in her thirties. I must know. She was in her thirties. He was not 18. He was probably like 25. Probably I gotta had, know. And Le- being Leonardo DiCaprio, he probably hit it. <laughs> Ew. I don't know. She's Leo was one of those guys that like... 20-something I've heard some uh, he's, he's settling things about It was him. 95, <laughs> so we know she was 39. It was 95, so it was the year after this was made. And Leo... Like I said, right around this time, um, Titanic had come out. Uh, was born in 74. So he's fine. So he, he would have... 21. 21. 21. But at the end, when they... But he's still, that was still when he looked like a little kid, though. Yeah, don't mention him. There is That's a newspaper article where he was still like a little kid. Manly. All right, so let's let's cut to the bar, and we get a girl blowing bubbles. Hey, Manny, blah, blah, blah. And another guy shows up, and he tells the hooker to go... He to still go looks hook. like a little Blowing kid in that bubble movie. gum bubbles, not right. like, I want to <laughs> blow some bubbles with the soap. Looks like the <laughs> All right. Are you two done? Yeah. <laughs> I was showing him a picture of Leonardo DiCaprio in The Quick like and the Dead. Looks like a little kid. <laughs> so is that his dad's head? You were he legit to... looks like a little kid. So when Send this episode goes up, you're going to have to post a picture of this. Yeah, that is. Wow. Because that's relevant to the special. He looks like a little kid. All right, anyway. So Ray's watching as the bad guys go do bad things. And he sets a bomb. And bad guy is grilling Mandy about skimming. And he wants to see the books. And Gum Girl decides, oh, wait a minute, I need to yell at Manny again. And is headed for headed in. But well, he sets a little bomb yes. that it's kind of like a like one of those lock. It connects to two Chain doors. locks. Yeah. yeah, so if you open the doors, it's obviously going to It's going to go up. boom. And the girl almost sets it off, but she stops him. And she's like, what? And he goes, how about a drink? And she's like, yeah, okay. Luckily, <laughs> she thinks he's hot. Because yeah. otherwise... She'd be like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, and then also, she'd we blown don't up. know, because he, she works here... But we don't know in what capacity. I don't know. It doesn't matter. So Hooker, I thought. She probably doesn't have a choice but to have a drink with him, whether she thinks he's hot or not. He is a patron who she has come up to her. and Yeah, let's not dwell on that. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, so bad guy decides, you know, he's going to kill Manny. So he shoots Manny in the head. 
And as he's leaving, his cell phone goes off as he's about to open the door, and it, it almost stops the explosion. But no, no, he says something, and he's got this old school flip phone. Mm -hmm. He shuts the flip phone. And he puts it in his pocket, and he opens the door, and boom! Boosh. He's dead. He lands in the fish tank. He does, and the water sticks Which in is it. funny. Ray tells Bubblegum Girl, get a new job, kid. And then, so he, then everyone's the on the floor, and he just walks out. Yeah. Well, he doesn't want to be there when the cops show up. No, I know, but it's just... That's not conspicuous. So we cut, yeah. <laughs> so we cut to Ned briefing Joe and, Tom, and Tomas about the bomb. Yeah. Ned says he's a professional. Tomas and Ned want to take care of this two different ways. And Joe's like, let me think about it for a second. <laughs> he is like that. Accurate. That's exactly what it, I'm, And he's got a great haircut. And it is, he decides he's going to go with Ned. And uh, Tomas doesn't like this. And he goes, that's how I want it. Or something like that. Because Tomas doesn't believe Ned knows right. all the shit he says. I he's think like, you're full of on. shit. He's like, Papa, let me see a couple of the guys. He goes, no, Ned will handle it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, because if you need somebody to handle it, you call in a dude named Ned. <laughs> Every time we hear the name Ned, I think of Ned Flanders. Diddly <laughs> <laughs> doodly. It's Not a very right, intimidating guy. <laughs> I believe his last name is Trent, because sometimes yeah. Yeah, they refer is. to him as Trent. Ned he's Trent. Ned Trent. If he had been... Ray Quick. And Ray Quick. I want to see that. If his Trent first name was Trent, then I would not have as much of an issue it with his name. should have been Dead. Then they could have been the Quick and the Dead. <laughs> oh. Or like that Muerto. Been funny because that movie didn't come out yet. <laughs> no, but it would still would have been funny. If his name was something like that Murder. Was Sarah who's reading the Quick and the Dead in her trailers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ray's at home and he gets at a At least she would have been in a better mood. Ray gets his food delivery from Uber Eats, or its predecessor, Little Kid on a Bicycle. Same little, yeah, same little boy always brings him his food. Because mm -hmm. he's, he's, for somebody that I assume nobody's really after, he's very paranoid and very, I guess you're supposed to think of him as, like he Overly thinks cautious. of everything, he's like Batman, he over, everything is redundancy, redundancy, redundancy. Well, but, it but, not, but nobody's Batman, after him, so... But the, Batman's not that creepy? Well, no, he is. No? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Batman's done some creepy shit, too. On one of the sexy late-night phone calls, he does say that he doesn't do jobs in Miami. Well, he doesn't meet. No, but he said, I don't do jobs in yeah. Miami. So this is oh, okay. like... So maybe, he lives here. He, he does not here. work here. Don't shit where you live. Okay. So, like, in the score, you just don't pull jobs where you live. Right. So one of your rules. Well, don't worry. Don't talk about that because I'm going to do that movie. And if you start talking about it, I have to push it. What movie? The score. I never saw that. You will. It's got Edward Norton and, um, oh God, what is his name? <laughs> I know his name. I'm not talking. Robert De Niro. It's actually one of my favorite Robert De, De Niro movies. And I don't have very many. Marlon Brando's in it? Yeah. Well, I've never it's seen like this It's like one of his last movies he did, right? The, I think his last was The Island of Dr. Moore. I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, definitely was. I thought That's, it was Island of Dr. But this was one of his last movies. This, this was his last good movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. The Island, not, <laughs> Island of Dr. Moreau. No, no one likes that. That movie's terrible. There's actually a whole thing about that. The director... Uh, the director didn't like The director it. was fired and stayed and hung out and was sneaked into different scenes, snuck into different scenes or whatever. And you can see him in the movie and you're like, what is the fuck? You're like, if, after you watch the documentary, <laughs> it's pretty, pretty fucking hilarious. Hmm. All right. Nightmare. Uh, you already talked about Ray's underground bunker. We cut to Ray doing Tai Chi, and we hear a recording of him talking to May. And this time we get to see May in... Have, pleasuring cat, herself? Like, it's she's wearing, like, a robe and a thong, and she's just making awkward poses, which is supposed to be, like, super sexy until you 
think about it in the fourth dimension, and you're like, so she's standing in a room in a dark room all by herself, just making weird poses. <laughs> I'm just like, like in a movie, it makes sense if it was like an ad, but no, this is just a woman in her or, room, just. Or, <laughs> maybe, or they had the sex, sex gear from Demolition Man hooked yeah. up or something. Or maybe even the smallest detail would have helped this if we had seen her turn on the radio. And, like, if this was just her kind of dancing, sexily listening her, this to the is radio. her Kevin Bacon scene from Footloose. Or... Like he does... That's yeah. She does this. I mean, it wouldn't have made it good, but it would have made it make sense. Because she's just standing in the room and awkwardly moving into weird... Like, like, they can't be comfortable to stand like that. <laughs> Poses. Like, she should have been doing yoga or maybe taking a shower would have been sexier. they could have been doing Tai Chi. And it yep. would just be a weird coincidence. Like, that's weird. They both like Tai Chi and they're both... Like, they're both sweaty and, you know... But she's not sweaty. And she did squats up because her butt was very lifted. <laughs> she's definitely a pretty lady. But I don't... I don't, I don't think her ass is still left. Again, high. this movie... Probably thing, has lower in a bit. Why does this movie need to be so sexy? It's not sexy. it was Sharon Stone in the it's 90s. Weird. It's what you did. Sharon Stone in the 90s, was she, like, oozed sex. That was her deal. Which is understandable why she didn't want to be naked anymore. I get it, too. It's like she was typecast. Same it's like this woman the... who oozes sex. And she's like, I just want a role I can get a hold of. And know what she did? Quick in the day. Same with Khaleesi. She mm. was like that. She's like, I'm not doing any more nude scenes. If you want to see me naked, just watch an episode of Game of Thrones and you know about as music. much about... Yeah, for like season two, she's like, I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, I can I can understand if you've been naked so that you've much. You've seen me like, naked already. I don't We're want done. to get a role where every time I get a role, it's na- I'm naked just mm-hmm. because you saw me in another show. Why do you call her Khaleesi? <laughs> Whatever, I can remember. Amelia Clark. Yes. She's actually it's a decent actress. Not in the show. Not at all. Her name in the show isn't Khaleesi either. Well, whatever. They, people what know who she is. What's that movie that I really love her in? I might pick it for uh, her. Not Terminator Genesis. <laughs> no, not bad. She's good in this romance movie, though. Uh-huh. I know what you're talking about. All right, so now we cut, uh, we're going to cut to Joe and Thomas and Ned, and they're meeting with the chief of police. You before me or something like that. Okay. Um, and Ned finds out that he's going to be brought in to work with the police on this and the uh, chief of police is going to make him like a fed to get him in to try to investigate Ray Quick. Not Ray Donovan. Ray Quick. Ray Donovan's on another show. And it's not well, the Ray Donovan either. They haven't ID'd him as... Yeah. So they're all going to work out together and they're like, all right, chief, good to meet you. And for some reason, Joe keeps going, Dammy, Dammy. And then Danny goes, Dammy, your man got eat, no? And he hands him a whole fat stack of cash. And know what Danny doesn't do? He doesn't give it to the waiter. He keeps it. Yeah, no, because he's... uh, This is the thing. So, like, obviously the chief of police is a dirty cop and is on the mob guy's payroll, right? Uh Perfectly understandable. He's got a name is Joe. Jose. No, it's Joe. (laughs) I know. I was being funny. And, um... Jose. But the rest of these cops are not necessarily dirty cops. And he treats them like they're all on Joe's payroll. He's a prick. I mean, <laughs> it's just so weird. Yeah. So Ned walks into the police station and goes, "Hey, asshole, where's the bomb squad?" Yeah. And I guess they pointed. Yeah. Because he just walks to the police station into the fucking bomb squad fucking squad room, and is like, "All right, guys, let's look alive here." And yeah. they all turn at him like they know who he is. And one of the guys, I'm guessing, is like the boss there. Yeah. Is like, "All right, look, I know the chief wants you in on this, but we don't really need you." And he's like, yeah, whatever. We're not going to take orders from you. 
And he's like, he's like, well, what are you doing? He's like, we're IDing everybody at the party, okay? We're going through everybody at the party, and we're yeah. IDing them. I forgot. And just Getting then they, background checks. They just get the main row, and he's like, hey, why don't you chase down the C4, and I'll do the background checks. And he's like... Because while they're looking at it, they just got to Sharon Stone. Yeah. And it's, he's like, oh, I don't want him to look at it. That's amazing. Yeah. But I was like, why the fuck would he want to do the back? Because he's like, you guys do the grunt work. I'm going to take care of the important shit. Why would you want to do the bad? But we don't know yet. Yeah. And now I thought his answer should be, "We're going to police this." It's yeah. It's funny because I thought that he didn't want them looking into her because she was Tomas's girlfriend. <laughs> well, I had seen this a bunch. And I knew. Am. Yeah. But yeah. I don't remember what I originally thought because I was a teenager and I saw this in the theater. I probably thought, "Ooh, Sharon Stone again. She's hot." I thought maybe, well, this is just Tomas's girlfriend, so they could actually be doing more important things to find the bomber. Yeah, but anyway. So this pisses off Ned. Ned goes, oh, look at your station here. Shouldn't this be all cleaned up? And, and he, has want, a, he has a point. He's like, should, he's like, shouldn't this stuff be in evidence? Because they have like, bomb parts all littered across the desk. Look at this. What is this? What is this? Semtex plastique? I mean, you guys are the experts. You tell me. And he puts it in a pen. Yeah. And he's like, what is this? Oh, look at that. Mini receiver. Well, he goes, look at that. Because this little amount will blow up this window. But it will also blow up this rest of this bomb shit. that will blow this whole place up. So then Put he, it away. He builds a bomb. And sticks it in some C4 and throws it at him and goes, now you disable it. And the fucking bomb squad all stand there and none of them have a clue what to do. The best thing they come up with, because he had made a pen bomb and stuck it in some C4. To be fair, he only gives them 20 seconds. I don't know. I've never defused a bomb. bomb But you would be like, dude, you know, holy shit. But I remember being a teenager watching Mm -hmm. this movie going, isn't there a window open right there? Throw it out the window. (laughs) And blow up the innocent bystander? That's their fucking problem. The lady walking by with the baby I had 20 seconds to pick something up. And why is the pregnant lady outside the window? There's no evidence of a pregnant lady outside the the video. The school field trip? There's no evidence of a school field trip. She had to walk home because she broke the window. The buses are down. She's got to walk. So now uh, she has to walk home and she's walking home. And I want you right all to remember this for your movies because I'm going to be like, what about the children? What children? The children that you don't see around the corner. The, ki- the anaconda was eating small children uh, every day. It probably was. Those. That's why the tribes people were building those totems. Um, <laughs> there will be children in my next movie. Of the corn? No. Have you done? You haven't done that yet. No. All right, so we cut to me and Tomas on vacation. We don't... I don't know. Maybe they said where it was and I was writing, but I don't know what the fuck it was. They were on vacation? Yeah. I thought they were just out. And he tells her, hey, it's better than you used to, huh? I'm like, you're such a dick. No, he moved her into his house. Are you sure? She said, I like my house. I like where I live. And he said, I'd like you to live with me. And he moved... Because they stay there and there's people on the elevator. This is where he lives. And he forced her to move in. They... (laughs) But her house is like a fucking mansion. And she tells I was him, like, how is she supporting herself? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I figured it out. I figured it out. But early in the Phones movie. are expensive. I don't know how she's supporting herself. I figured she just got some big insurance inheritance from her dead parents. Well, anyway. She tells she him doesn't the next seem person to have a job. orders a hit on should be her, his decorator. <laughs> <laughs> so you could tell, like, her character does not want to be there. But anyway. Her character doesn't want to be in this movie. And it's your decorator because this is your house. <laughs> You're closed, motherfucker. Uh, Pulp Fiction. And he moves her in her in his house. She can kill him at any time. All right. Anyway, but like, like creepy Ray said, 
she'll only be able to get one of them if she just kills him while he's asleep. No, she wants all three of the people that were present in her house when her parents were murdered. It's just dumb. Right. So we cut to bad guy number two, because I don't think he has a name. He's the one with the mustache. Yeah. And he's like, hey, hooker. He's um, the one that actually killed her father, right? I think so. Yep. The trigger man because, shot her. Because, yeah, because Tomas was sitting in the back smoking. Yeah. Blue and smoke ring. What was it? Tomas was the rigger. The the rigger and this mustache, mustachio gentleman was the trigger. Yeah. All right. So an accountant. We. So bad guy number two. He pops in this hooker's room and says, "I'll be right back, baby." And she's like, "Lucky me." And he's like, "Yeah." So then he goes and talks to some guys and they're like, "Don't touch that!" Because he's about to pick up a cigarette. He goes, "It could be a bomb." And he's like, "You dick." Yeah. But at the same time, he's like, uh... He gets to the it? elevator, and he's <laughs> they like... They had that bomb go off. Now they're all little... So he goes downstairs and checks his car and finds some dynamite in his car. I Under did his enjoy car. his trip on the elevator, because he looks like... If I push this button, is it going to explode? He really had a second where he's like, should I take the stairs? <laughs> but he went with the elevator, which was funny. And then he yells to the valet, hey, look how you parked my car. And the valet comes out and goes, I didn't park your car. And he throws his keys and goes, fix it! And the guy's like, like, if there's a car bomb, I'll kill the valet and so, kill yeah. myself. So yeah, then he, he goes behind and hides pillar. behind a fucking pylon. With a stick of, sticks of <laughs> dynamite in his hand. Because he found some dynamite under his car. I already right. said that. Okay. All right, so then he gets, his, he gets his car from the valet. He gets in the car, and instead of giving the valet a tip, he gives him the dynamite. And the, the valet looks at it and goes, oh, shit! Because he was just handed dynamite, and he thinks <laughs> this guy's trying to kill me. All right, so bad guy number two drives away, and he gets to the exit fucking code code thing. For the parking garage, yeah. Which, sure. And he pushes in his code. Lots of parking garages have that. Yes, he can get out. And he hits his code, and it starts to count down. And he doesn't notice at first. And then all of a sudden, three, two, one, it says bye-bye. And he goes, oh, shit, tries to get out of the car, and it explodes. Could you get out of your car in ten seconds? In ten seconds, yes. Yes. That car? Yes. (laughs) But, But more importantly... In two seconds... No. Uh-huh. But You're more dead. more importantly, he gets launched out of the car like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Mrs. Deagle from Gremlins. Nice. Because that was a pretty cool practical effect. Because uh-huh. it's, it's this big fucking body in a chair on fire flips out as opposed to just having him explode. It looked like Bruce Willis in um, Die Hard 2 when he es- escaped the plane. And he's like, ah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he didn't die. Gremlins was on that list of movies from... Guilty Pleasure? Yeah. That's good hey, let's keep but it was really that. low down. It was like 40-something, I think. Come on, all right, so right at the crime scene, Ned shows up, and he's like, what do we got? He picks up the dynamite, and he says, who's supposed to fool? And throws it back down. It's still dynamite, right? <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it's fake. Maybe it is fondant. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that's fake, because he's throwing it around. I think it was fake, and that was the point. He's like, what a fucking amateur. This wouldn't fool my, you know, my kid that I wouldn't even give your knife to. It's and definitely, like, it's definitely uh, not like your diehard movie where they're like, don't put that there. A kid will find it. Yeah. <laughs> And so Ned's like, well, what do you got? Oh, what do you got, the kid? And he points to the valet. All right. And he's like, what is it, the trigger? And he takes the, the keypad that said three, two, one, bye-bye. And he pushes it on his watch and it says bye-bye. And he goes, cute, Ray. How the fuck does yeah. he know it's Ray? And I was like, wait, how does he know it's Ray? When did we find out that he figured out who it was? Oh, my God, what did I miss? But I didn't miss anything because they must have cut that fucking scene out. No, <laughs> it makes sense later. Yes, it does make sense later. But at the time, but you're like, nothing Why does at he know the this? time. So it's confusing now, and it's like, oh, he knows it's right. But don't worry about that. We're going to get to it later. It's like they didn't fucking yeah. cover it. So then he goes up to the kid, 
And he starts talking to him, and the kid's like, uh, yeah. And he goes, well, who the fuck told you to, to breathe? It's like, why he are said you being a smile. Yeah. Yeah. Who told smile. you you could smile? He's like, why are you being a kid? He's had a bad day. Leave him the fuck alone, Ned. <laughs> All right, so we cut to me and Ned. And Ned's like, hey, how are you? And starts slapping her around. <laughs> he, like, just appears in her house. In or the, he in, comes in, over to Tomas's house. And she's like, yeah. what are you doing here? And she's like, he's like, oh, hi. So <laughs> slapping her. And then she does that thing where she's like trying to chase away a bee. <laughs> and then she falls on her knees and holds her hands up, says, no, no, no. And then when he looks away, she flare chops him. No? No. 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 We wish. No, that's but awesome. what does happen is she has blood on her lip every other scene. They keep <laughs> fucking it up for some reason. Like she has blood on her lip and they cut a wake up back. Somebody Blood's goes, gone. Is her lip Get bleeding back. or not? <laughs> Well, see, the thing was, see, was blood lip, she licks it. Oh, blood goes and then away, it comes back. And then it comes back. Ah. See, that's how it works. Gotcha. That's not a plot hole. That's just no, how no, that no, happens. That's just how okay. it works. So Ned, we would learn that Ned and May have made a deal. She is going to Because he draw, calls her May. Right. Mm-hmm. She, she's going to draw out Ray so that Ned can kill him. And in exchange, he's going to let Ray kill May, uh, the three bad guys yeah. for, for yes. May. I'm like, oh, that's why he said, good one, Ray, because he knows. Because yeah. he planned this whole thing. That's also All how I figured deal. her lifestyle was funded. He's paying for her. And then you also she realize... seem like the kind of guy that Ray's would pay for kill somebody her. else's she said, lifestyle. If you double-cross me, I gotta I'll kill say, you. And she's clearly double-crossing you. Yeah. But I assume that he was Oopsie. paying her something. I wondered... Just drop some things. Friends. How he it. found her. I feel uh, that, 976 uh, babe. I feel Ned has a lot of money that he stole from different military operations. Yeah. Mm. And maybe she's living in a place that he just owns. And maybe. He's like you can live here during the perhaps you got I created this alias for you. This is where your alias lives. Well, that's correct. I mean, so now they fight for a bit and Ned is going to want he realizes he's losing the creepy battle. So he's like, "Well, after <laughs> this is over, we can get together and start grabbing her boob." Yeah, yeah, he just like, made really? him. He just thing. fucking gropes her. It's like it's uncomfortable. Just then, fucking Thomas Tomas shows up, and you're like, "Thank God!" I've never thought I'd say it, but thank God, Tomas is here. Yeah, which is really weird because I I don't know why, but I I always get pulled out of these situations, and I'm always like, "Okay, so I'm an actor. I'm James Wood, whatever." So I have to yell at Sharon Stone, smack this, her. This person I, that I you know seems like a nice person. I have to yell in her face, point a gun in her face, smack her a bunch of times, and then grab her boob. And it's like. Good. Do you do you yeah. get her cake or something afterwards? I'm like, I'm really sorry. I didn't write this movie, but I'm gonna have to talk to be like, look, we have to do this scene, yeah. and I'm already like, what do you like for lunch? I'm yeah. buying you lunch like all week. Because it's not like you read in the script and you're like, oh, I have a love scene with Stallone. I guess we're gonna have to be naked, rolling on each other. Okay, we can we can work that out. And he's like, no, this is even worse than that. I'm like, I have gonna, to abuse you. I'm just gonna beat you a lot. Grab your boob. Put a gun in your face. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's just. I don't know. For me, that always kind of sticks out with me with actors. It's like, you know, it's a little weird. Now I'm going to buy you an all-expenses-paid trip to the spa. Yeah. <laughs> and Sharon Stone had to read this and go, so I have to stand around and let James Woods slap me around and grab my boot. Yeah. <laughs> they must have paid her a lot. Oh. Don't look it up, because I'm going to Well, be originally, they offered this role to Steven Seagal, and he... The May role? No, the Stallone <laughs> role. 
And they were... <laughs> that would have been really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> then he grabs Steven Seagal's boob. So, imagine this. First of all... And then he fucking just ch- chops Ned right in the throat. Bam! Move but, over, motherfucker! And then, and then Stallone's all wrapped around Steven Seagal naked in the shower. <laughs> that would change the movie. It, it was a different movie. <laughs> this so, even, just one little change changes the whole movie completely. I brought this up for a completely different... Well, they re- originally offered Stallone's role to Steven Seagal, and they were... and. For seven million dollars, and he didn't think it was enough money, so he turned it down. And then they got Stallone, so they paid Stallone less or seven million dollars. So what do you think they paid Sharon Stone? Uh, two, two, yeah. yeah. Like she, we're gonna give you two million dollars to instinct. do. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, but still, she still like, wasn't gonna get Stallone money. Yeah. I know, but I st- this isn't enough money to be this much naked and this much groped and slapped around I mean, this, and this is, shown to be incompetent. But this was the 90s and she's a girl and, you know, unfortunately, you know. It's just as terrible. You got the Julia Robert rolls or you got the Woods grabbing your boob rolls. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, things are better now because... Yeah. Everybody so, grabs her boobs in this movie. Yeah, I'm surprised. Her boobs. I'm surprised Joe doesn't like molest her in this movie. Well, that was edited. Out of nowhere, there's yeah. Well, the post credit scene is Joe like, now they gotta turn. <laughs> this is the creepiest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> and you've said a lot of creepy things and laughed about them. That is by far the creepiest. Well, you're the one who brought up Joe. All right, so we're gonna cut to Ray, who's working on the dreaded saucer bomb. Mm-hmm. So it's literally a coffee cup and a saucer. Yeah. And his cat and is climbing the fence behind him, but it doesn't even affect him. He is fucking dialed well, in. What? I kept thinking the cat, the cat was, was going to jump bump on the table. <laughs> he's, he's all sweaty and he's being so careful. And you keep thinking the cat, first of all, it's really cool the way the cat climbed that cage. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. How did they get the cat do that? They threw yeah. the cat at the cage. Cats are talented. It's, I, and I know cats can get up high even when they don't have anything to climb. So, But it's still, just watch it. It's kind of amazing. But I kept thinking the cat was going to bump him and something was going to explode. Even was, though I know that's not what was going to happen. But that was the, I think that was the whole point. Yes. I was like, I don't get this. But then it was the point is... He's sitting there working on the bomb, and the cat jumps down, yowls or whatever, chases the rat. He's he doesn't even hear it. He's working and on also, the bomb. And also, why are there rats it. in your house? <laughs> well, don't worry about that. I guess you needed a cat. Yeah. That's gross. That's, that's what. That's well, we didn't see we didn't see the little bomb mouse traps that he set up. <laughs> they take the peanut butter. We will talk about it later. We're like shape charged. Uh, you know, pressure. Man, that would have been com- that would have been great if it had come back later with the pressure sensors. If we had that seen the awesome. rat set one off. Mm. Anyway. So now we're going to cut to the pool here in a sunny Florida day. Big pool. It is a big... It looks like a public pool. Yeah. It's probably like a country club or something, I'm guessing. All I know is we start at one end and pan across it for a while and still don't get to the end of it. (laughs) It's a very big pool. Well, Tomas is playing cards and Ray's playing with his tennis racket, which is also the detonator. Yeah, which is pretty sweet. Um, How come the other bombs didn't have cool detonators? They were just like regular detonators. But this one has a tennis racket. He does fail safe because that's what he does. All right, so Tomas is done playing cards, and he has ordered room service. Reactivates his tennis racket bomb, puts it in the bag, and pulls out the saucer. I think he would have set it and then hit the detonator, but whatever. You think. All right, and he puts it on the cart, and the cart is moving. No one sees that. No one sees him do the switcheroo. Right in the, wide out in the open. Mm-hmm. Even a guy pushing it. Ray sees that May goes into the room with Tomas, and he tries to deactivate the bomb, but again, whenever he needs to turn bombs off, he forgets how bombs work. Yeah. It's too late. It's too late. And we cut, we see May standing in front of Thomas, and he says, May Monroe. And boom! She says, she says Monroe. Because she sees that he's picked up the cup, and there's the wire, and she knows it's about to go off. 
How did she know that was the bomb? No idea. Maybe she saw the thing, but she like, saw the wire. <laughs> she was, but she like, seems like she was sitting there. She was waiting for like pick up the cup, pick up the cup, pick up the cup, and thank you. But well, anyway. I want to know how. I know they're shaped charges, but I want to know how two people with a bomb in between them, and they're less than two feet apart. One is obliterated, killed, and the other one she doesn't even have like the Bugs Bunny black smear on her it face. It really upset me that she had oh. no visual. Um, wounds at, at all. all. Like she could have had a couple of cuts or she could have had a band aid on yeah. her cheek Burned and like a burn arm. a yeah. burn mark on her shoulder when they got all naked. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he should have been tender and like kissing the burn mark because he almost killed her. Like it should have been a moment. I would say that's creepy, but but that her, fits. her body is too important to the plot of this movie for them to scuff it in it even it the most a, cursory of manner. That is a wonderland. Thank you, John Mayer. All right, well, Ned panics and pulls May and Ned out. Good one, Ray. And cut to Joe the next, and he's mourning his son. Ned tells him, hey, Joe, I'm sorry. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't let me lay protect low. him. And he wouldn't lay low. And yeah. Joe gets mad at Ned. Yeah. That's what you're saying, not a word. Not a word. I can see why Joe's upset. Yeah. He was supposed to protect him. Then he slaps Ned. Glad to see Ned gets one. For yeah, Ned yeah. should be he dead. Says, you want a fresh one? Hits him again. <laughs> Ned should be dead. Why is Ned not murdered? Because they need Ned. No, they need him to Ned should be dead, yeah. and this movie should be over. No, but Zed this movie dead. goes on for Zed another oh. forty-five minutes. Well, let's talk about it. All right. <laughs> so then he tells me, "You go find us a explosive expert, and you bring him to me alive." Like, I know who it was. So like which is which is why he's not dead. Yeah. He's he's like, look, dude, I'm connected. I'm the mob boss or whatever. But I can't find this fucking explosive dude. Find this explosive dude, and I'll let you live with a limp. You, you would don't think find that, this explosive dude. You're fucking dead. I would think that the police chief that had the CIA connections could maybe help locate this guy. You would think the same guys wouldn't have hired Ned, <laughs> but apparently. you would think it's time to cut to to Ray inside of May's apartment. Oh. And then he finds going through her stuff. Her computer logs on, and then he plays with the clothes on her bed, which I, I saw on her thing, and I wrote this down for you. She she has fourteen kilobytes per second coming in on her computer, which today's today most are fifteen, uh, one thousand five hundred to three thousand kilobytes per second. She has fourteen. <laughs> so it's some high high tech. Uh, Back then you would be like, I'm gonna download a picture. Back in pre, you know, because this it would take an hour. Come back Friday, because <laughs> this movie takes place in present day, nineteen ninety four. Yep. Hey, you know what didn't? It wasn't even invented yet. Windows ninety five. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but we when he to- was going through her computer, I thought he's going to find out that she is working with. No, Ned. this was no. a completely pointless scene. Yeah, just to make him look even creepier. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like, creepy. <laughs> We're supposed to think that he's very remorseful and that maybe he had some, he had feelings for this woman and it's supposed to be this emotional scene, but the only thing it is is fucking creep. So we cut to Ned, who's reading Adrian's obituary. And he uh, he's given her wallet. Why he's given her wallet, I don't know. Because he, he went to the morgue to pick up her shit. But why would the police give him give it to him? Because he's part no, of I the investigation. That, not, okay. All right. So Ned posts a message on the interwebs. And Ray gets excited because he thinks it's May. <gasps> May's alive. All my, all my work isn't for nothing. All right, so Ned shows up just as Ray calls. No, he tells the cops to post this message on this That's thing. That's what I just said. And to monitor it. But 
it's weird because he doesn't seem to tell them why or that he's identified the sub the subject. There's no exposition here that nope. um, it's so weird because you'd think there'd be a little explanation to the cops of why they wanted to do this mm-hmm. and why they're monitoring this thing. Just a couple extra lines here. That scene got deleted so they can more so, Sharon Stone and slice the line. It's just weird. <laughs> so Ned shows up just as Ray calls, which is amazing. And Ray's like Put Ned on. No, he says, put Trent on the line. And the woman cop who's been talking to him was like, I don't even talk about him. He's like, he should be standing right next to you. Put him on the line. <laughs> and Ray like, talks I for a while. I thought you were somebody else. And they're like, tell him that you have a message, message from, from May. Message from May, yeah. And that's when he, he knew it was bullshit. And Ray starts bad-mouthing Ned, and Ned's walking around the room until he loses it and starts yelling. He's like, fuck you, Ray, fuck you! That was your bomb! Because he's trying to be cool about it. He's like, no, no, no. But everybody Ray can hear Ray says him. a bunch of shit about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That maybe I wouldn't want cops to hear about me because I assume that these are not all dirty cops and they don't know I'm a scumbag that works for a drug dealer. What do you think Trent would have took it off the speakerphone or, you know, like, hey, turn that shit off. You would assume that the chief of police told them that this guy is a bomb expert in the field and we're going to bring him in as a consultant. So they're thinking he's some sort of legit person but all the shit that ray says makes him seem like makes him sound like the real low life that he is which you wouldn't want the cops to hear yeah because you want them thinking you're on the up and up or why would they cooperate because they're not all they can't all be dirty cops okay so um just right before the trace is complete ray says 58 seconds gotta go and hangs up they do the old uh (laughs) one minute movie trace and Uh he's on there for what uh, 58 58 seconds 58 seconds and and ned's like tell me you got that it's like nope hung up just shy (laughs) you got a partial trace like get out i did think it was funny how he's like nobody say a word like (laughs) i know i just lost my shit nobody (laughs) says a word (laughs) cut to may's funeral or is it or ray is there and he sits down. There's a speaker who talks about all that she's done the past 40 years for Cuban orphans. And Ray's like, what? She can't be that old. She's 25. <laughs> Ish. Ish. Ray walks over to the casket and sees a body, and it's not Meg. This doesn't make any sense. And what's in some... He just walks up in the middle like they're talking about her, and he's just like... All right, it leaves. <laughs> that's not the worst thing that happens at this funeral. No, it's no. Not, but it's so the weird bizarre. thing is, if this woman was identified as Adrian, whatever her Hastings? name is, Hastings, then why would the people that actually know this lady be at this funeral? Don't because worry about that. this is the funeral for Adrian Hastings, which she said I put later. Spoiler later, she says I put my wallet in like a Jane Doe this lady OD'd and I put my wallet in her purse and this this lady lady that helped this 40 year old this lady that did all this work for Cuban orphans was what also a drug addict (laughs) this may be the one plot hole in this movie (laughs) there's like one there's like seven plot holes that if you put them all together would be the size of Sharon Stone's shirt (laughs) it's ridiculous well Sharon Stone's shirts are pretty tiny so I'm just saying it's, it also, I think there was a couple make... revisions to the script that they forgot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> also, when did Ned see this newspaper clipping? Because the he gets today. here way late. <laughs> well, anyway, so he Ray turns around in amazing timing. Who's walking in? Meg. Like he's like, that's not her. Oh, there she. Is. Like she must have been waiting outside till someone she th- till well. So I'm, she was stalking Ray. Did the well, old because at route. this point. 
I mean, she must have known what he looked like. All right. Well, anyway. So when so every time she walked past him and pretended she didn't know who he was, she knew he was stalking her. How creepy is that? So anyway, they they meet in the side hallway, and it's been a minute since someone groped Sharon Stone, so it's, it's Stallone's <laughs> turn. Yeah, I was but like, what is he doing? But he at least finds a gun. I was like, what is he doing? Is he checking church. to see if she's burned anywhere? But no, he was... He was frisking her for a wire or a gun or whatever. But I was like, immediately, I was like, what is he doing to her? Why is he feeling her up? Because he's been so creepy. I just automatically assumed he was just going to grope her and put his head up her skirt right there in the church. (laughs) I can see what. That checks out. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it is a church. You know, that's where you do that. No, every other time level. there's a man in front of Sharon Stone in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just what? All right. In the world. So he grabs her arm, and they're out of there. And then he, he takes the, the magazine out of the gun and drops and it in the, the hole water. water. Yeah. Because that disables bolts. Yes. All right. As the service ends, the body's leaving the church, and Ned shows up. And he says, open the coffin. And they're like, no, who are you? So he points a gun at the priest. says, open the coffin. They do. And he looks at her and goes, bitch, and walks out. And this guy's in the back going, what is this? What just happened? Remember that time the weird dude got up, looked at her, and left? (laughs) This is worse. And they're like, fuck this place. And they walk out, there's bullets in the holy water. (laughs) They start doing like a... What is going on here? <laughs> All right, so they're in the hotel. Never room. going to Worst the funeral ever, <laughs> or best funeral ever. Or best funeral. <laughs> so in the hotel room, while they're in the hotel room, fucking reasons. They go to the Hilton and they have a hotel room. Yep. Ray tells May that she shouldn't be here if she wants to be alive. And then it's time for the no pants dance. <laughs> and she tells him she's still got to get. Cut. No, does she tell him she's still got to get Joe here, no, or is it after? Yet. No, after this. Because she doesn't know that yeah. yet. And then yeah. he's like, we both need to leave if we want to survive. But first, let's have sex. Yeah. And then he does <laughs> Not just some sex, a lot of sex. No. Let's have some shower he sex. He just, like, kisses her, kind of without warning, and it's just like, it's bone town time, and just starts just groping starts her, her and kissing off. her, and yeah. it's... I mean, she's her, into it. Well, they were on a vacation. Do you know Pound Town? I mean, she seems to be into it, but this is definitely the hunk of chunka. <laughs> this is... <laughs> the aforementioned. Because it's gross. <laughs> All right. So they take it's a just shower. just the waste alone does All right, it. yeah. So they take a shower and get a little dirty. It's time for ass chat and tit talk. Yep. And um, so they actually have... A, a chat in the shower. They fuck on the shower floor. No. I was like, on the thank floor? you. It's cold. The it's wet. <laughs> it's hard. Other people no. have used this shower. No. Yes, I am probably not shower. Probably Ew. without slippers on. No, no. You get athlete's foot on your butt. Yes. No. No athlete's you. butt. It's like awkward fucking on the hotel oh, on the floor. Like, did you know they like the time he's like wrapped around? Yes. Her. I was what like, is this? I'm not even having sex. Why right, is no. dick is two feet long? <laughs> Bring it down an octave or two, ladies. You're gonna hurt yes. my ears later. Yes, because she's he's wrapping around because you said you should wrap wrap around and Carly's like. You can't even really fuck like that. I was like, well, he is the specialist. <laughs> this is a special move that only he knows how to do. God. But I was like, honestly, he probably just... This I one's mean, called the rigger. Yeah. I mean... Later he'll show her the trigger. trigger. Yeah. They just, like, I mean, was that just them snuggling afterwards? Still on the All ground? Right. Now, the shower? So they're talking in the shower. She explains how she, you know, dropped the person there. And they'll skip over that. About the hotel like, manager comes up and goes, look, normally we don't charge for water. But we're gonna have to charge you for this. You had the water running for seven hours. Three hours. (laughs) 
They definitely ran out of hot water. <laughs> well, May says that she studied his style and knows that if she stood right in front of Tomas, she'd be fine. What does that even mean? Right. How do I know? You're a secret dark web hitman. What do you mean you studied my web. style? Like, that I'm wasn't not going to show the web. Like, the web did was I like six sites. A, did I come with a list of qualifications? These are other murders I've committed. You know what didn't what? exist when we came out? What? Google. How did this even happen? Yahoo. Doesn't make eBay. any sense. Doesn't None of them existed. What eBay made? Maybe it was one of the first ones. All right, we cut to an officer dropping off photos to Ray of Ray and May. And he says, hey, if you happen to see these people, you know. At the front desk. Know. Yeah, that's what I said. You just are dropping them off. You well, didn't say where. That's, and the clerk is like, oh, hey, they're upstairs. <laughs> and you're like, and you're like, I hope they don't get married because I hope they're not May and Ray quick. Because <laughs> <laughs> that know would what? be annoying. Nothing you know about that sex scene makes me think he's quick. I wrote that down the first time. I was like, one of those names like Benifer? <laughs> yeah. But they, they can't do that because. We're May Ray. They're May Ray, yeah. <laughs> All right. So just then, we see Stallone getting out of the shower, and May has left a note. I'm not a woman you can trust. At the elevator, we see May is leaving, and what? who's handed right outside the elevator? This shit's amazing. <laughs> Ned, good time. Good she time. tries Fucking to hide. Ned. She tries to hide from Ned. She, she turns around and tries to walk. I said, look, lady, <laughs> <laughs> you have an incredibly distinctive style. Walk. <laughs> look. That, and you made... I they could win. find <laughs> you in a uh, at a festival. Like, <laughs> You're lucky so that the you people in this aren't out. snipers. She goes, Ned, thank God, I was about to call you. And he's like, yeah. No. It's not buying her shit. Not at all. It's and she's trying. reaching inside of her pockets, and Ned's like, stop Slow it. Slow down. And like, pulls out a gun, and she's like, yeah, about that. Well, I had to fake um, you know, my death, and I was coming to you, and we're going to... Well, where's Ray? He's I upstairs. Where is he? Well, I have I a did. key. And she's like, well, yeah, okay, where is he? Where, what room? Well, he's upstairs. What room? The one in the, in the hotel. <laughs> Bitch, give me a number. He's like, cut your shit, and then he's like, take her out of here. Mm-hmm. She goes, well, call him. Why? So we can have this little scene. Yeah. All right. Um... And so they figure out what room it is, and they're going to go Yeah, because the manager and tells the cops what room they're in, because he's rolling with a bunch of... Is I think he's... Is he with cops, or are they just thugs? Uh, I think they're thugs. It's really hard to keep the track. But they have been... They posed... Uh, if they're thugs, they posed to the front desk as if they were cops. The mm-hmm. cops are looking for these two people. Call the number yeah, on yeah, the back that's what they do. if you see them. Right. They're like, yeah, we they, saw them. We saw they're them, here. and we're going to tell you what room they're in. So one of maybe the thugs, one of them is a cop and the other two are thugs. Maybe so. One the, of the thugs takes her. Somebody off. takes her off. Wherever, and she's like, "Oh my god, he made me so nervous. I have to pee." And this is Carla's favorite scene because she goes in there and this woman is just in the bathroom on the there's phone. A wo- yeah, there's a woman <laughs> on a cell phone that passes her and goes into the bathroom. And then May just takes her phone. She's like, "Yeah, she'll call you back." And she's like, "Bitch, give me my phone." And May like gives her the worst back end ever <laughs> and knocks this woman into. Into the wall, practically. She knocks like, her back like four feet. Through the wall. <laughs> it looked like Drax the Destroyer smacked somebody. You know? Tony and I talked while we were watching this movie. The way they exaggerate every hit, it's worse than some terrible professional wrestlers. Like, <laughs> like they're swinging and the person yeah. just flies. And it looks like yeah, they just knocked puts a her hand over or something. slams her into the wall. I thought she was going to do a leg drop after. It looks like it was chore- choreographed by the guy that did Flash Gordon. Oh. Ah, he's just America. Saying. So anyway, uh, Ray hangs Definitely up. Definitely wasn't choreographed by Eric Roberts. <laughs> Ray knows that she set him up, and he's mad. And she hangs up with him, and he goes right to work. What does he get to work doing? We'll get to that. Because she's like, they're on their way up. And he's like, 
Fuck. Uh, I and can't then it's on its way up. A raised naked setting up bombs. <laughs> Which is awesome because he always has explosives. Yeah, with he it. just had like takes out his pocket explosive yeah. kit and starts and you don't really know what he's doing, but I thought he was going to explode the window so that he could escape out the window. That's what I thought, too. But that is not what happened. he Tony puts goes, it on the corner edge the, of it. There's precedence for this because in another movie I did, Double Team, you may remember that, what do I have in my pocket? My lucky plastic explosive. And my lucky detonator. <laughs> so there's there's precedence for this. Bomb guys just carry shit around. They just carry bombs around. You didn't do Double Team. She I did it. I picked it for your birthday. I know we did it. So there's but, precedence for this. There's bomb guys and lucky explosives. But Tony goes, bombs. you can't just break the window. You got to explode the window. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He is a bomb guy. It's all he knows how to do. Right. It's he's amazing like, that he could have beat up Jimmy Woods in the yeah. beginning of this film. Because obviously, if he's not exploding it, he doesn't know how to kill Because we don't get to the part two where Sharon Stone's like, honey, can you open this pickle jar? He's like, hold on. And he starts putting <laughs> charges around the top, and it blows off the top. It's like, honey, we don't have to blow every fucking thing up. <laughs> and he smiles like, ah! And she's like, oh. Now I can't eat the pickles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be a bonus for Carly. Yeah. Because I don't like pickles. All right. <laughs> so they, they get to the room, and they kick in the door. And that's the first one to enter, but then stops. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like wait a minute. You guys go ahead. <laughs> so and then he tells that. that one guy to, to wait, off. which makes me think that that guy might be an actual cop. Or like a dirty cop that's helping them out. He's definitely tired of I have him listed old, here as goon. A goon. <laughs> sound that we all know, but many listeners might not. So See, Your phone is off the hook, notice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the yeah guy Emily doesn't the know about that. First of all, if you ever see a phone off the hook and you... Never just hang it up. It never ends well. Well, you knew the guy does bombs and the phone yeah. is off the hook. You don't you walk, hang up the... It's telling you it wants you to hang it up. If you walk into a weird, weird room that you're not supposed to be in and the phone is ringing, don't answer. No. Because guess what happens? It always explodes. So Ray does. He explodes the whole room. And not like a little bit. The room is detached from the rest of the hotel now. Yeah. Well, what? the... $45 million budget? So, no. There First, he hangs up... This is practical effects. They had to do this. It wasn't CGI. They found a building and blew it the fuck up. Yeah. He hung up the phone, and that was a small-shaped charge that just kind of murdered him, no, I guess, or it blew didn't murder him out him. the window. It blew him out the window because when the building yeah, falls, it blew him out the window. you see that guy swimming going, hey, there's a building falling but on him. It's <laughs> weird because then Jimmy Woods is like, stay there, don't move, and they start to come back, and then more bombs go off. And then he's like, come here, come here, t- trying to get them out as this balcony is falling off the building. And then it just... But my problem with it was, unless I'm remembering it wrong, he's putting the shape charge on the window. Yeah. Yeah, how do you get receiver, it under the balcony? The receiver is the... Phone. The, is the trigger. Yeah. So why is why why am I standing in front of a window and it blows up so I'm sucked through it? Is this in space? <laughs> <laughs> this is your problem, not how did he get the charges underneath a concrete balcony? Oh, I, I mean, well, he, he probably set this up when he first stayed there because that's how he is. <laughs> He's like, I'm he setting this up. I'll take him down if I don't need him. He probably <laughs> always stays in this same yeah. fucking suite. This he is set those the up Ray, back in '87. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Ray Quick suite. Your usual room, yes. <laughs> Has I'll anyone cleaned it? No? Awesome. Back when him and Riggs get back from last, yeah. this is where they stayed. And he's like, you know what you should do is... Yeah. All right. So, all right. Now, um, Ray's dressed now. He was naked yeah. of bombs a minute ago, but he had time to get dressed. He's, he's killed four people before he got dressed. Yeah, yeah, he had time to rig a bunch of bombs and put on pants. Right. So some, some goon attacks him and he gets, well, beat up. Another goon attacks and he gets popped like a balloon. 
Actually, he gets thrown into the fucking hot water. <laughs> and the way that guy's reacting is like the water's boiling, but it's just hot water that you clean. Um... No, no. You could see that water. It was actually boiling, and well, there was a bunch of lobsters yeah, on the counter. Lobsters, so so okay. I'm pretty sure that's where I they cooked the lobster. Like a cleaning sink. I'm like, wow. No, no. You can see it. It's bubbling. That looks like fucking lava. <laughs> oh. Well, anyway, Ray escapes. Um. Ned is with May at Joe's house, and she tells Joe this was a little girl who set up Tomas. Um, and this is the little girl that Tomas missed years ago. Yeah, and he Joe's tells her like, who she really is. And Joe's like, oh, you do realize it was me who told them to kill your parents, right? No one does anything in this town without me saying so. Yeah. When someone dies, I'm the one that says someone it dies. Doesn't he hit her? Uh, probably, I think he grabbed her boob. <laughs> he did hit her. He did hit her. He also, like... He did something creepy with her face, too. I can't remember what it was. Because it's poor Sharon Stone. Well, you didn't... If you're... It, oh, look, a dude! Honk. I don't, what well, the fuck is this? He didn't grab her boob, though, because uh, Ray set up shape charges <laughs> under her nipples. <laughs> and if anyone touches her boob, they're thrown out a window. But her nipples are fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're shape charged, so... Yeah, yeah. Not, even, not even a scorch mark on the nipples. <laughs> the areolas are good. All right. Um, where the hell am I here? Uh, Ned tells Joe that he needs her for one more phone call. And Joe licks his finger and wipes it on her face. That's yeah, this so creepy to her is. face. Like, okay. And like, what? What is she, like, Mark for lathering? I, I don't know what that I was. I think that's a, but I'm still going to kill you. Yeah, like I marked you. I marked you for death. I hadn't seen anyone mark anyone's face like that since was, our Aliens versus Predator or whatever. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, so cut to Ned and May on the phone with Ray. She's trying to lure him out. I need to see you. This is what's called a clue. Whenever someone's like, I really need to see you right now. I'm like, eh. <laughs> Didn't you just leave me with a note that said I'm not a common you could trust? But anyway. And the and weird thing is is it has a line attached to it, so James Woods is listening. Yeah. And then she keeps doing these you know how when you when you talk to somebody on the phone you're like with a group, you're like, hold on a second, you kinda of step away to talk. Well he keeps following her as she keeps stepping away to talk and it's like, like what are we doing? She wants to have a private conversation and he's got an ear. But he's listening. Yes. Yeah. It's just really weird. But anyway. Come on, Ray, I gotta see ya. Please, baby. Alright, double AMC foods right now. Hey, Ray, remember that note that I left you? And then every word. My last words to you were? Yeah. So, luckily, he's like, Captain Exposition, you go in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. We don't fucking remember what the note was. It happened five minutes ago. We all yeah. know what the note was. And he had to read it and go, right. That hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look, screenwriter. There's so much exposition this movie could use, but we got to put this in? Right. We don't explain lots of things, but this we get deep in. All right, so um, May and Ned pull uh, pull up, and Ned gives May her cigarette case, and she says, hey, you're going in on this one alone. Ned grabs her boob again. Because he's boob. like, look, after this, we could get something going. Once you wash Ray and Tomas off you. Ugh. Like, like, fuck, bitch, dude. I want to wash this whole movie off me. <laughs> like, I didn't notice this when I was younger, but now it's like, yeah. Wow. I bet Sharon Stone never watches this movie. There's <laughs> she didn't do a lot of movies after this. It's just like every time I do a movie, someone's got to grope me for it. Just think about it. So this didn't happen just once. Like they would have had to shoot the scene. Oh yeah. Uh, Understandably, they would have had to have done this like at least three, four times. How many times did he lick her face or whatever? You know, it's just like that's why they were like, "Do you want to do Catwoman?" She's like, "Fuck no!" And they're like, "You don't get naked in it." All right, how much? <laughs> you don't right. get, do I get? Who's gonna touch yeah. me? You don't lick gonna, me in this fucking movie? No. Halle Berry's gonna beat you up at the end. That's I can, it? I can handle yeah, that. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so after she tells him to 
she uh, she needs to wash the stink off. She punches him like, and she finally makes a stand. Like, good for you. Yeah, it's probably gonna end badly for you though. All right, she walks to towards and meets um, blah blah blah. So Ray's watching because Ray. Uh huh. And. Uh, Ned says if she so much as blinks kill her and then we pan out and we see that there's like five guys some are on boats snipers. some are in buildings these are police on her. snipers I said he talked to her like five minutes ago and said double M seafood right now yeah. immediately and he was like alright you get on that he boat you get over here you get on that building they must have all been at work just ready doing that <laughs> they were like hey man we're well, going to see I mean, this bomb guy if they're SWAT team that's what they do you know they're always waiting around there so Ray's yeah, there and he sees something's going on and boom goes double AMC foods. Because he um, says bad plan, Ned. Ned, yeah, bad plan, Ned. <laughs> Ned tells the police, watch the river. He's coming out from the river and no one looks at the river. <laughs> That's right. Let me see. Ray has made and they're going to get All away. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Ned is back there covered in crabs. <laughs> and, she, and he also has seafood on. This is the first time in the whole movie that she doesn't look like either pissed off or sad because she looks, you know, kind of content to be in Ray's arms. Um, Ray's a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. But Ray, she keeps telling you she's gonna betray you. Yeah. And you're like, come on, uh, let me hug you. Um, how about I'm gonna kill you? Whatever happened to that? But anyway, we're at the police station. We're at the station. Ned's breaking down the phone call with the police. Like, hey, what is that in the background? It's a bus. Now we know exactly where Ned is. Because there's only one place in all of Miami that has a bus. Only one. Well, there was two. <laughs> I guess they're working on the partial trace yeah. they got from the last phone call. Yeah, they're going to go partial trace and bus. And we know that <laughs> he calls from pay phones near bus stops. And he probably in travels <laughs> in multiple directions. So he's not always at the same. Like, so he lives somewhere in between all these phone booths. If this was now... That would be good. This was 1994. There were payphones and buses everywhere. That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> like now, like it's by the payphone. Oh, it's right over there. Yeah. <laughs> Down the street. It's on Third Street. Out. How do you know? Because there's one payphone. Yes. Yeah. That's all we got. Uh, all right. So anyway, so now Ned is walking his way. He's working his way through the problem. He's like, Ah, oh, I got it. It's got to be around here. And we cut to um, Ned coming around and he's showing this delivery, this store owner's like, hey, this guy here, this has got to be, the, you got to know him. And the guy's like, no. He goes, no, he'll be here all the time. Look at the picture. He goes, still nope. not him. And then the kid pulls up and he goes, oh yeah, we deliver. Meanwhile, this kid, this kid the same kid that we saw in the beginning. Who we also has never the, fucking seen Ray. Yeah, he's yeah, never that's seen That's true. Him. I didn't think about that. But <laughs> he has a spot where he picks up the money and a spot where he drops off yeah. the food. Yeah, that's true. Unless he met him one time to say, this is where your money is, leave the food here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah. All right, so we cut to Ray, uh, May Ray after the, <laughs> the hibbity-dibbity. She tells him she's she's uh, she's not leaving. She's got to get Joe because that's who ordered the hit. Ray, she's like, I want to stay with like, you. He's like, God damn it. <laughs> but I have to go kill Joe. You are not getting to Joe. No. <laughs> Ray tries to stop her, but he's like, fuck it. Um, just then the police show up. Ray gets dressed and they get back to work. Um, so May show uh, the show Ray. And he's doing his entire place is rigged to blow because he's got like this super security system. Yeah, like you have ADT. This is uh, kaboom. <laughs> he's got pressure plates everywhere and like I don't know how much bombs cost. I don't expect they're cheap. 
But where the what, fuck did he get the money to rig this place up? I don't expect it's easy to come by in the continental U.S., but this motherfucker is because swimming in explosives. He's an explosives hitman. Yeah. How much work can you possibly get? I mean, I can't imagine much. Other than May, who's... <laughs> yeah. It's not like, dude, somebody got shot. Well, we can find the make and model. You know, someone got blown up. What? <laughs> by professional shit. Oh, wow. Wow. So anyway, Ned shows up. And Ray blows the the bomb disposal blows up the bomb disposal truck. So as he gets there, and we hear a voiceover um, that, that says, uh, "Gunfire will set off bombs and level a two square block." And now Ned's like, "Give me a megaphone." He goes, "Hey, no one shoot or I'll shoot them." First of all, Ned, if what he said is true, not a fucking problem. So right. Threatening to shoot people isn't going to do anything. Yeah, and don't shoot. Don't threaten to shoot cops. Yeah. <laughs> they also... They're, that's their snipers. <laughs> they don't like you. Yeah, they can easily just aim them towards you. Ned says, um, good move, getting rid of the bomb disposal unit. Uh, Ned approaches the building, another bomb goes off. Ned takes out a small bomb because... <laughs> he always has bombs too. Fight fire with fire, baby. He that's did, what I say. He did teach Ray everything he knows. So Ned's like, I'm not going through any of these doors. Um, I'm going to make a door. Yeah. Because he's got his lucky plastic explosive and his lucky detonator. Like you do. But no lucky coin. All right. Um, so now he breaches the wall and amazingly comes right out where May Ray are just standing there. <laughs> and he says, hey, she's hot. And I don't mean, you know. Temperature. Cigarette case. And he goes, easy, just a peek. Open it up and we see there's one cigarette and a bomb. And of course, it's a mercury switch. Heavy shit. <laughs> You should see that shit back in Nam. Do you think she would? They would have found it after all the sex because she wouldn't want. She would have smoke. smoked yeah. after sex, right? This is how you know. This she is must have bummed one from him because everybody fucking smokes in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Mm. I'm surprised no one creepily blew smoke in her face. Well, yeah. Roberts did in the beginning. Didn't yeah. Oh, did he? Oh, I forgot. He blew about the smoke rings. He's doing when he a smoke ring. Yeah. Oh, oh I forgot about that. Thing, yeah. Uh, Ned says, "Forget about her. She's dead already. My boss wants you. Wants to look in your eyes when you die." And of course, it's been you know you were the rigger and I was the drinker. I feel we're like together. I feel like he should have been able to talk Ray out of this building. If you come with me now, no one else dies. All these innocent cops out here—they didn't do nothing wrong. They don't know that I'm a creep and that they're following orders. Why? Like, cause he's killing cops. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. killing cops, and they're not. They can't all be dirty cops. It's yeah. not possible. Yeah. She's right. So he's killing all these innocent people. Because if all those cops, if the cops would, if Ray hadn't somehow, if if Trent had not been there, those cops would have breached and came in, maybe, yeah. and they could have all fucking blown up. Well, he killed you, the bomb squad. Yeah. The bomb squad is there. We didn't blow. Up, he didn't kill the bomb squad. He blew up the bomb disposal. Well, yeah. You would think someone was in that car. Yeah, yeah. these are. Someone cops. drove it there. Yeah. There's so many. And they're probably cops. in the back prepping shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many cops and there's so many explosions. You'd think he would give himself up. No. So Ned stop, stands there and talks. And talks. And talks. And talks. And talks. And inches closer. Until he steps on a pressure Pink. switch. And this is very much like um, Double Team. It's like, oh, you have big feet. And he goes, oops, hope you don't mind. I moved around some earbuds. But anyway, so now he's standing on it, but no tiger. Go back and listen to our episode on Double Team to get all no those tigers. No, it's no tiger. All right. There is a cat, but no tiger. So earlier in the There's movie... There's a timer, but no Luckily, tiger. the cat doesn't weigh enough to set off a pressure plate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it does. That's probably but true. But he didn't have them armed. True. Right. And all of the rats are like, don't move! 
<laughs> but he did say they would automatically arm if the perimeter was breached. And yeah. now the... It's been breached. It's been breached. So earlier he told Sharon uh, May, don't go anywhere. I'll guide you through the bombs. And then now he's like, all right, just go down that way. No, because... Like, there's no... Yeah, that whole section, no bomb. Ned sets off a bomb, which is a controlled... It's a controlled explosion, so it just kills Ned. But it makes him fly back, and you think he would land on other fucking trigger switches. Also, he says in the movie, if one goes off, they all go off. And they... Yeah. No. But they do all go off. There's a self-destruct sequence, and they have, like, 20 seconds but to run. But it's not... As they start going off in... Se- what is well, he also Well, he says if one goes, they all go. Meaning, if you step on one, they all blow up at once. And they don't do but that. That's, no, well, they blow also, up in a sequence, so they can escape. He also has the, the cigarette case. It's like, there's a mercury switch in here. It's just like your thermostat, basically. If you move it out of the angle at all, it's it'll blow up. So give it to me, and I'll fling it. Yeah. <laughs> So he, she hands it to him ever so and slowly, he and he just fucking frisbees it in her You know how, what would actually happen as soon as you Let's say that it didn't move at all, but as they transferred it, it didn't move at all. Let's right. say they got That's through fine. with that. As soon as his muscle flexed and he went to throw it, the <laughs> mercury would have moved and he would have exploded. Yeah. Like this, yeah. Mercury switches, man. That's heavy shit. That'd be shit. <laughs> Shadow Company. <laughs> What is that from? Leave the, the weapon. weapon. Okay, thank Oh, we're going to watch that later. Yeah. All right, because it's been a while. All right. All right, so, um, and May, Ray May escaped through a tunnel. <laughs> with the cat. Wait, with the cat, naturally. And everything <laughs> blows up behind him. I saw in the bonus features of this movie that I watched. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, well, I was, in the I, was I was curious about it because they were talking about the explosions. They said there was I don't forget how many fucking explosions. This movie. A bajillion. Forty five million said, dollars worth. What they said was is what they do is they have giant fans above Stallone and and Stone, and they'll blow up shit upwards, and they'll use the fan to direct the explosion, the fire and shit. So they they're actually never in any kind of danger, and they just run. And it, the way that they take the camera angle, it looks like shit's blowing up like right next to them the whole time, mm-hmm. but it's really far behind them and getting sucked out into the air immediately. I was like, that's kind of neat. So we cut to Joe reading a, pa- a newspaper, um, reading about the warehouse explosion. Everybody died, and he looks up and he says, "You are Guyan Gold." But this is where it says Ray Quick, May Monroe, yeah. and Ned Trent die in Explosion. explosions. And he opens up uh, mail to find a locket that May's been wearing the entire movie. Mm-hmm. To, it's her parents. He opens it, looks at it for a while, and then goes, looks up and says, "Bastardo!" and it explodes. He goes beep beep, and yeah. blows first up. of all. He would have opened it up. Where was the bomb? But it, and there would be no pictures because it's not a big it's fucking small. locket. It's a tiny bomb. It's, it's a tiny, tiny bomb. You could put a bomb in your crab, soft shell crab and kill you. That's what it said. He did. Yeah. All right. And we cut to uh, May driving away. Ray says, how do you feel? She says, better. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny because every movie ever is always like, I have to go kill these people. And then the good guy goes, if you kill those people, you're not going to feel any better about it. It's going to be horrible. And he even, Ray even says that to her in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He says, how do you feel? I feel pretty good. Pretty good. And at the end, no, in the end, all the other movies are like, you're right. It doesn't make me feel any Yeah, better. not this one. Not this one. Kill She's people. Like, <laughs> kill people with bombs. Makes you feel good. And this is the way. All right, and that's it. Credits. What do you think, Carly? Ooh, all right. She's so, never ready when you pick her. My her. favorite character. I decided to go this way. Was the lady cop. I don't know if you remember her. Like the dispatcher yes, lady? The one that, who had the headphones on. Yeah, she was, was pretty good. I liked her. She seemed like a breath of fresh air when she was on the screen. I don't know what her name was. I couldn't even figure it out in the IMDb. We'll oh, she seems like a breath of fresh air on the screen. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think they might be giving her a little too much credit for her handing well, her. She was just, she was funny and I enjoyed her. My least favorite character was Ned. He was just awful to everyone the whole movie. Uh, my 
favorite line. I had a very hard time because most of the dialogue in this movie is terrible. Uh, <laughs> it is bad plan, Ned. <laughs> and my favorite scene was when Ned loses his shit in the police station. Fuck you, Ray. Fuck you. <laughs> and my favorite tertiary object was Timer the Cat because <laughs> I loved him and he was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to maybay this movie. I'll take it. <laughs> I did not hate it. I thought I would. And I even remembered having seen it before. I, I didn't remember based on the name. But I remembered once we started watching it. And I remembered not hating it then either. So she'll watch it again. Maybe. Maybe in ten years and I'll be like, what is that movie? Like, have I seen this? <laughs> and then as soon as it starts, I'll be like, yep, seen it. <laughs> Elaine. Okay, so my favorite character was Tomas. Tomas. I liked him. You did? I did. He was... What did you think of those white pants he was wearing at the pool? I oh like that. No. I have to tell you this. So I had them written down as my favorite tertiary object until I remembered something I liked better and I scratched them out. Oh. They have like a D in the back and a drawstring. They were so great. They were were on backwards. They were like so high they were practically up to his nipples. At first I thought he was wearing a towel at the poker game but he got up and they were pants they're so great all right um my least favorite character is may i hated everything sharon stone did in this movie it's not gonna be may although i do feel bad about like she should there's not enough money to get her to do this movie she should have taken a shittier role in a shittier movie because it's called quick and the dead (laughs) which she did right after this um but but like it's not worth it this is humiliating yeah and everybody says she's such a great actress i think she was terrible in this this is michelle rodriguez levels of terrible it's really bad she cannot act her way out of she cannot act her way out of a paper bag but she was also just she was creeped out the whole fucking movie sleazy and gross i felt bad for her as a person (laughs) <laughs> but angry at how bad her acting was. It's a if real I ever see her, I'm going to give her a hug for this, but I don't want to touch her because I don't want to... My favorite... We're going to wait until she washes that ray off. Right. My, <laughs> my favorite scene is the second thug bombing because he's so... Because they make like the bit where he comes out and they joke oh, about yeah. the cigarette pack and he's hesitant about getting in the elevator and then he feels like he's so smart because he finds <laughs> the bomb and tricks the kid. I could have used some more of that. It I was good. Yeah. I liked that sequence. Um... My favorite tertiary, my favorite line is after the first bombing when he tells the brothel girl, get another job, kid. Because, you know, I just blew up your boss. And I'm like, dust some plaster <laughs> off my shoulders, get another job, kid. And walk out like I'm <laughs> like dispensing wisdom left and right. Just cracked me up. And my favorite tertiary object is at the party, the fire dancers. Oh, that like was the, so weird. Like, so you get the ladies shaking their booties, and they got this, like, feathery tail thing, and then there's gentlemen dancing around them with candles? What? Like, they're going to try to set this? their costumes yes. on fire? I thought they were going to light them on fire, and it was going to be part of the act, but they never actually And did. the candles will randomly they're go fun. out because they're blowing. It they're, was, they're shaking they're their butts so much. It was yeah, ridiculous. They're, they're completely different. Specials. And it's great. It's fantastic. So, All right. This movie oh, is so long. Yeah, it is long. If they cut and it does and it thinks it's sexy, but it's not. If they cut out all the weird, sexy phone calls <laughs> and just sexy? the groping Sharon Stone and the scene with the with the I working the out. Scene. 
Why do you need the shower scene at all? Is this if a they just snake mating thing that they did. <laughs> like if they cut out that whole shower scene and there was just a little bit of them getting down in the bed, that would have been fine. But like the whole scene where she's like cr- weirdly dancing alone in a room while he works out. Like if they cut all that stuff out and gave me a little bit more exposition with James Wood trying to find him and maybe hiring May. Like how did he find her? If they had given this more story and less sex, it would be a really good movie. I liked the story. Yeah, but it's definitely a good story. It's gross. It's like, good. All the pieces are So there. you're going to yay it. Got no, it. I'm going to give it a maybe because there's a good movie in here. Yeah. I just wish it wasn't trying to be so sexy. Tell me. <laughs> oh, let's see. First of all, rest in peace, Timer. Mm. Oh. Favorite character was Ray because everybody else is kind of weird or gross. <laughs> Even Ray. Least favorite character. That's true. Uh, least favorite character is Joe. I mean, kind of a piece of crap. You bastardo. My favorite line is his uh, his uh, self-destruct line. Top of the world, mom. And then he hits the button. My favorite scene... Well, then he tucks... Wait, he has a... Is that he has a, he has a code that he says. And then, then he touches it. A, yeah, and then he plucks it all on. And this is biometrics in 94. Yes. It's a very complicated football. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene is, is also when James Woods is going off in the police station and he gets pissed because it's, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is a tie between his ear satellite and the <laughs> knife that he got out of a gumball machine. <laughs> and is that everything? And I will also maybe this movie. Oh, I like it. It's cool. That's a it's, yay, Tony. It's just kind of a mess. But, you know, I also remember I didn't question shit like that in 94, so there's a little bit of age on it. You know, we're all very movie savvy now, so it may not be fair to judge it that way. But the explosions are still good. Yeah. All right, so uh, my favorite character is Ray. Because he's the least creepy of all the other characters. <laughs> it's not true. Yes, it is. Like The least creepy character is that lady in the police station. I'm saying it. She was great. <laughs> She's a breath of fresh air on a spring day or what, whatever the fuck. Whatever the fuck Jane Austen over there said. She's my. a breath of fresh butterflies on a spring month. She's Milk. What? <laughs> My least favorite character is Ned because he went above and beyond to be creepy. He'll smack you around and then grope you. <laughs> yes. Uh, my favorite line is uh, is Ned when he they're going up to get Ray, and there's a couple coming coming into the elevator. He stops him and goes, "Hey, where are you going? Hey, use the stairs. This one's full. Get out of here and get a new shirt." Because <laughs> the guy was wearing a rather loud shirt. Probably. I don't know why. Totally I don't think anybody in this. I forgot had, about that. Was able was to doing, judge was, anybody that's who's the only loud. Actually, laugh. Like I started laughing. He's like, "And get a new shirt." <laughs> um, my favorite scene is the bus scene because it is just over the top and outrageous <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. He could have just beat up the one guy yeah. and gone about the day. Or he could have just not beat people up because he's not a guy that beats people up. He's a guy that blows people up. They just had to put him, he'd go, hey, you got to put a scene in there where I beat up somebody. I'm like, okay, fine. And my favorite tertiary object is all of Ray's super cool mini computer and the little thing he puts on the phone to yeah. get access to the internet. He puts on the pay phone to record it. Yeah. yeah. He's got a lot of tech. All of his little tech things that were like super cutting yeah. the edge is like, hey, my iPhone does way better than all of it. It's like a 94 Tony Stark. Yeah, and I will yay this movie. Um, there are some problems with it, but it's a lot of fun, much like Anaconda. <laughs> Carly? Hey, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast, on Instagram at unmoviepodcastdogs, on Twitter at unmoviepodcast, or you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com, and we'd love to hear from you. 
Let us know if you've seen it and remember it, unlike me. <laughs> well, that's and true. Tune in next week. On the podcast. For Tony's birthday pick. Oh, wait a minute. It's my birthday. It's been a while since you've been able to push that button. I know. Because <laughs> I know you pushed it earlier. <laughs> well, I like to push that button. It's fun for me. Okay, so I was having a lot of trouble uh, picking a movie for my birthday because there's always, I always want to do Jaws, but you know what we don't need is another podcast doing Jaws or Ghostbusters or Lethal Weapon or all of the other 10 movies that I want to do that there's 80,000 podcasts that do. So I said, fuck it, and I went with 2012's Skyfall. It's, it's weird because it's not it's not the first of any James Bond movie or it's not any kind of thing, but it's just a movie that I really, really love. Skyfall. So. That's, uh, well, I don't know. I'll, I'll, no, I'm not going to tell you. No. So I was going to say a couple things about it, and I'm like, no, that's going to tip the hat, if you will. Okay. I don't... Never mind. What? No. You were going to say that? I don't think that's the right song. I don't. This is plays at the very end, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. The piano player at the party with the fire dancers is her husband. Oh, I know. Uh-oh. I know because when I looked at the at the 80 million songs that are in this movie that I don't think are actually in this movie, every every song in this movie is produced by such and such Estevez or something. Yeah, was he, like, was on oh, a, okay. he was on the sound. I looked at him because I was curious, and I his he was on the um, uh, the soundtrack for Cobra. Ooh, oh, was he? Yeah. So I bet he's talking so, about Stallone. Yeah. Right. Usually it's either Frank Stallone or this guy. So, no, before you go. You have 15 seconds. Oh. Number 29 on this list is Willy... Oh. No, come on, it's important. It's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Number 30 is School of Rock. And number 31 is Big Trouble in Little China. Hell yeah! Should, should that be...